I wanna be a pop star 君をもっと夢中にさせてあげるからねキラキラのパップスター羽を広げ魔法をかけてあげよう君だけに Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to you, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for January 12, 2019. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, guys? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Happy 2019, by the way. Happy two- 2019 with about、Woo-hoo. eight inches of snow so far. Hey, stop bragging. You're stealing all my snow. You can have it because you can't drive in it. it. It is horrible out. It's like we were supposed to get it, and now we're not getting anything. It's all thanks to you. Yep,、Sophie. we took all the snow, literally, and it's not supposed to stop until tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, we had to explain to you what sleet was earlier. Yeah, I don't know what sleet is. It's a myth, man. You, you and your Hawaiian <laughs> weather need to get out of here. My brisk 72 degrees weather right now. I'd pay for that.、Mm. I'd, I mean, I'd pay, pay money for that. <laughs> But yeah, you know, as it is with the 2019, it is the Kohaku. So this is our Kohaku episode. Hopefully, we don't go as long as we have been the last two episodes. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be a giant wait and see. It was a four and a half hour program. We got a lot to talk about. We yeah, got some to talk but, about. You know, let's, we, got, we got some things to talk about, but you know, we'll cover certain news when it needs to be in, inputted. So, like, we're going to talk about like, major things that happened. Th- there was a lot of stuff that happened this past week, and we'll go into it more probably the next episode. So, kind of stay tuned for that or on our site. So, kind of just stay tuned for that. But yeah, you know, this is the 69th. Uta, ko,、um, the Kohaku Uta Gaksen. And you know, it's very interesting. This is the last one for the Heisei era, so they tried to go all out for everything that was Heisei related. Well, tried to, anyway. There were, there were certain singers that decided to go beyond Heisei, but that was because of their influence in the industry. But, you know, this is very special for the Japanese community, mostly because it is a New age, so to speak. We don't even know what the new age is or what it's going to be called. So, I was making jokes at work the other day saying it's going to be Cho Heisei or Super Heisei. Super Heisei era. The、yeah. ultimate, the or the、uh, ultra Heisei era. You know, you got to be edgy. Ultra, that, that edgy. 90s edgy. Ultra. How about Ultra Heisei Super Fighter Mix 2020? Hyper post Heisei era. They should make Capcom just name all their things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm certain、But、Capcom yeah, you know, would be happy to because it would immortalize them and they, would, and they know it. <laughs> you know, let's just go right into it. The host this year was Sakurai Sho, my favorite member of Arashi, and Suzu Hirose. How'd you guys like the host this year? I mean, they did, they did fine. I. I had a lot of issues with Suzu Hirose's final outfit. That thing was atrocious. But 
What you're talking about? You can take a peek anytime. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that thing was like a poncho with with like arm slits cut out. It was ugly. It was hideous. It looked like maternity mm. clothing. No, you don't know fashion. <laughs> now that is very true. I know nothing about fashion, but I will tell you what looks good on a girl, and that looked not good on her. Hey, like I said, you can just take a peek anytime. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's just go right into it. Um, but the host first was off great. was the the host was mm-hmm. great. What did you think about the host this year? I Luna? think I think she did a really good job. I think they all did really good. How'd you like show compared to Nino last year? I I I think. I liked him. I, I kind of like Nino a little bit more. I thought he was a little bit more charismatic. But Show had done a great oh. job. Mm-hmm. Our, let's just say this much. Our, I guess, collaborator for our episode that we're going to be doing fairly soon is a huge Nino Mia fan. Like, huge. Like, mm-hmm. you don't you don't even know. <laughs> I had no idea. Pretty funny. <laughs> not our writer and not our editor, but another contributor for our upcoming episode. I had no idea they were a fan. Mm, but, yeah, let's just go right into it. And first off and foremost, it is Sanda Meiji Soul Brothers. What were you say? So, I thought this was a really good opening act. Mm. It, I, yeah, I personally liked it. It got everyone moving, mm-hmm. so to speak. Oh, yeah, this was, and the and the choreography on this number was just really good. Really good. I agree. It, it was delivered. a fun song that really got you excited for the show. Yeah. yeah, that was their their number one song. Let's just say that 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 was released back in 2014, but it's probably one of their best songs. Oh, I wondered why I hadn't heard it because I was like, I missed this song because I thought it was released in the year because um, I thought because I know like they had a couple of singles come out when I wasn't on the show. So I knew I'd miss a couple of songs that they came out with. And I thought I thought this was one of those. I didn't realize it was that old of a song, but. No, I mean they picked a good well, one. Yeah, well, that not only that. Well, this song particularly was the only song to reach a hundred million on YouTube, and that was the first time Avex ever did so. Hmm. So to say that that this song wasn't a success is kind of underselling it. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. So, but it was also filmed in LA too. They had to flaunt that Avex money. Of course. Well, but yeah. Avex has got the pockets. Oh, they do. Look at all their singers they have under them. But yeah, let's go on to number two with Fuyumi Sakamoto and Yozakura Oshichi. She's an Inca singer, so I mean, we're a little bit still out of our element here. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's funny because and because as we watched the program, I took notes, and I was like, no. This to me just sounds like a '70s spy thriller theme, uh, and I was like, seriously, you can slip this into a bomb movie. Is what I wrote, which is hilarious because of the name of the next song that we're doing. I did like the dance theme though. Mm-hmm, I did too. <laughs> it was you know typical Enka, but I do enjoy some Enka. I just don't listen to it often. Yeah, that, that, that's I, I that's feel my like thing. I feel like for Enka for me, it's more so just the. The, the male singers that really catch my attention. Not not to have a knock on the female singers because there is one female singer that I was like, oh baby. <laughs> we'll we'll get to, we'll we'll get to her in a minute because she appeared last year and last year was her debut year and I was like, mm, I'm gonna keep a close eye on this. But it's it's funny. <laughs> it's just funny. 
But yeah, going on up to number three, it is Hiromi Go, and it's been a while since I saw him. <laughs> and it hit song Goldfinger ninety nine, and this is just Japanese living la vida loca. It, it, oh, it is yeah. literally. I I was like. I was, I was looking at the name of the song and I was like, okay, Goldfinger '99. I, I thought like maybe it was going to be like a because uh, like a spoof on like a James Bond thing or something like that. Because Goldfinger mm. came out '99, so I was like, yeah, no, yeah, it was probably what it is. And I was like, or no wait, Goldfinger came out older. Sorry, I get Goldfinger and Goldmember mixed up, but still, it you know, awesome power star around that song. So I was thinking it was going to be like a spoof of a spy song. No, it's just Living La Vida Loca. I'm like, wait, what? What is this? Though I do like the fact that they just highlighted everything of 2018 in sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. So everything between the, the FIFA World Cup and the Winter Olympics. I, th- I, th- I think it was a good year, though, for Japan, sports-wise. So. Mm, yeah. It's too bad they couldn't get um, Otani on. Uh, well, always next year. Well, I don't know if the Angels do well then we kind of got to be careful. <laughs> but yeah, going on up to number four. <laughs> it is Little Glee Monster with Sekai wa anata ni wadate kudenai iru. I'm not bitter about this at all. Why? Why Why don't you explain to us why you're not bitter? <laughs> uh, that was sarcasm. I'm immensely bitter about this one. This was amazing. And is it is it available on Apple Music or iTunes? No, thank you, Sony. Hey, hey, hey now. But it is what it is. I was like, why does this song sound so familiar? Oh, yeah, because it, it's used, it's fairly popular. And a lot of, they, they decided to put this in a lot of athlete stuff. It, it's, well, that. If, I mean, if you watch the music video, it's, it's, it's they're doing, I think it's either tennis or volleyball or something like that. I remember there's nets. Maybe it's Batman. Because I know, like, there's nets in the music video. And it centers around the sport. But yeah, no, it's a great song. It's fun, poppy. It's a little glee monster. So. Table tennis. Mm-hmm. I thought it was oh, a really yeah, good song. I, I really enjoyed their performance of it. And their vocals were really good as always. It's just weird seeing all the high school people. Those yeah, it was. It was. But yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. It's a good song. And they kind of brought on like one of the judges during that time, saying, like, oh, this is the song that inspired me because I really like Lil' Glee Monster. And I was like, ah, that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, eh, that's cool. <laughs> they are amongst fans there. Yeah. It's safer that way. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, going on up to number five, it's Kesuke Yamauchi with Sarase Fuyu no Arashi. And it's a collaboration with Token Dungeon. The, the weird samurai the, thing. The, the husbando samurai game, I think. The husbando anime. samurai guy. You, you know, it's funny, right? Oh, we'll get to this later, but it's just funny. Now, remind me to talk about them. Their, their clip when we get to them. Okay. But, yeah, it was good. It was just really distracting seeing all the samurais stabbing people. Uh, as... I was, like, I was like, I have their, well, I, I made this note more for their second appearance than their first, but it goes for the first one, too. I was like, I hope their blades are not sharpened because I'm going <laughs> to cut someone. Lord. Yeah, no, I, but the song itself was Yeah, okay. they're probably dull blades, so. 
Oh, yeah, they, they more than likely are. I mean, it's probably illegal to have a bleeded an edge on stage that could actually hurt someone. That's against, like, 900 safety regulations. So, yeah. Well, it's not illegal, but <laughs> it's just against <laughs> safety regulations. It, like, like, I know what Japanese law is. Hello? I mean, you can't have a gun. On. <laughs> yeah, you can't have guns in Japan unless you're Yakuza. Well, well, well you can. You just got to get a hunting license. And it's extremely mm. difficult to do that. And extremely expensive. To yes. Do. <laughs> it's like owning a car. That's why. But, but uh, for me, um, as far as like the song goes, it was okay. I wasn't crazy about it, but I wasn't hating it either. It's kind of middle of the road for me. What about you, Luna? But yeah. We haven't heard your opinion. About the same. It, I, I did like the dancing, and I thought the collaboration was very interesting. So. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very, very interesting, and I guess it fit the tone of Yuki no Hana kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. But yeah, let's continue on up to Daoko with... Uchiage Hanabi. So it's very interesting for this song. We'll we'll get to it a little bit later. But it's interesting that Delco chose this song in particular. Sounds dope. I'm glad she chose it. This song is it's really mm-hmm. good. It's a really popular song. Oh, and it, I liked like all of, like the like the holographic projections and stuff that they were doing and like all the 3D like like the this song was a spectacle. Oh, I completely agree. Like, the whole performance was amazing, and Dalco looked absolutely gorgeous. Oh, woman, stunning. Mm -hmm. Stunning. With a capital S. Mm -hmm. Not as as stunning as Nogizaka 46 in those silver dresses, but pretty close. I'm still bitter about that. (laughs) (laughs) Go suck a toa. But yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting that she chose specifically this song compared to any other song that she did in 2018 because of the fact that this is a collaboration song between her and Yonezu Kenshi. And Yonezu Kenshi technically is not on the show. We'll get to that later, but he technically did not appear on the Kohaku physically. <laughs> but so. They took out all of his parts and she sung it solo. And she sung it solo for her album that got released this past, you know, last month, I want to say. So it's it's interesting that they did that. I kind of feel bad. <laughs> Going on up. Did we want to talk about the, the little mini skits? I guess we kind of had to because Token Rabu is part of I one of the so, skits. I think so because some of the skits were a lot of fun, actually. I enjoyed them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I put the I put the pen and pad away and just kind of watched them a little bit, so I don't really have too much to say. But they were a lot of fun. A lo- uh, my favorite part was when like AKB48 came out. They were they were playing with the kids. I thought that was kind of cute. And then the uh, puppet part was also really cute. So this is part of the You May No Kid show. It's a it's a show space specifically sponsored by NHK. That's why. One of the the host was dressed up as a character, so to speak. Several hosts were dressed up as character. Even Satoshi Ono, Ono Kun from Arashi, is one of the characters in in the show. So, was that the Squid Dude? 
No, he's the the guy that showed up in the pair after. Oh, okay. I was starting to get scared. No, he wasn't the squid. Squid dude creeped me out. But, you know, they sung three songs that were tied to that program. Like, one of them was another singer that came back, and it's really interesting to see see that person come back because of the show. Because she made... She was pretty famous because of that show. I'm blanking on the name, though. It's the the lady singer that came in midway. Oh, that was with Sexy Zone, King and Prince, AKB. Yeah, yeah a yeah, lot yeah. of them yes. came out. Okay, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I... Yes, I was reading my notes and I started stuffing my face. Um, I actually really, really liked that skit and I loved seeing everyone in there together singing and collaborating. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's good to see... Onokuna out because you know he didn't really make an appearance this past mm-hmm. year and I really liked him and it's kind of well it was kind of forced because it's NHK that's why so <laughs> if you're going to force something down your throat NHK is going to do it I mean it's the perfect opportunity to promote their own stuff for free mm-hmm. might yeah. as well do it yeah yeah but going continuing shifting to that was they had a little bit of Olympic talk with the 2020 cheer song with um, Paprika by Fudin, which is also made by Yunezu Kenshi. And I really thought that was cute. I loved having the little kids out there singing. And I like that everyone got into it. You know, all the adults out there with them, all the groups, and how they were all joining in together singing. And the kids were just adorable. It was such a... I felt it was somewhat empowering to see just everyone together and enjoying it and collaborating. Yeah. And it's it's an important thing for them to do this because it is part of the Olympics. So it's very, very important for them to do so. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of happy that they kind of took the forward effort to do mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But yeah, continuing on, it is Heisei Jump. With Ultra Music Power. I did not so. know that jump. Did they did they make jump an acronym or has it all has it always been an acronym? It's always an acronym. Has <laughs> it always been an acronym? Yeah. I had no idea. That's why jump jump is all caps. So. Yeah. I, I I thought it was just a clever name, and then they were like, "Oh no, it's Johnny's Ultra Music Power." I was like, "Wait, what?" This is an acronym? Mm-hmm. It was a, I missed that. Uh, so I, I enjoyed this a lot, actually. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Their dance moves are really good, and the chorus was super catchy. Yeah, I was kind of mellow on the song. I wasn't super crazy about it. I thought the ma- like the all-male cheerleaders thing was very interesting. Because mm-hmm. in America, you don't see that very often. No. So to see that, so to see something like that, I thought was very unique. And um, the... I did like their suits a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like mm. that. The only thing, I thought the rap fell out of place with the song. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. That, that, that was <laughs> unexpected. Mm-hmm. And I typically, I typically like random rap and songs. So, yeah. But, yeah, continuing on, it is Midori Oka with Nio no Umi and Old Baby. I said this last year, but I'll say this again this year. 
I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. <laughs> and I second that because I absolutely love this performance, just like I did the one last year. And she has an amazing, deep voice. It is, I just love it. It, it is gorgeous. Oh. And she is beautiful as well. Oh, this woman's vocal talents is just insane. But the the biggest note I made is because they had the because they had her singing and then like they had the lady dancing in the background, and a nighty I guess would be the clothing. But <laughs> it, it was because it it started off with her like dumping salt from her hand and I don't know why I guess it's because I just finished watching pur- it. But it, no pur- purification. Uh, was that it? Because yeah. re- salt is purification. It, it reminded me of um. The um the the monsters from Fies every time they die like they turn to ash that's what I thought of I was like oh, yeah okay. well it's it's purification I, like they do it for like sumo and stuff like that oh okay but I really really like the song her dancing was a little okay like she made the dancer or the the, da- the, the dancer <laughs> the dancer the Midori was amazing the dancer was okay because she. Her moves are fine, but she would make these really awkward facial expressions. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Maybe she, maybe she landed wrong. Maybe. I, but, I just, um, but the song itself was amazing. Yeah. If Luna, when we go to Japan, we should try to see if she is performing. I would love to see her performing. I agree. Live. I think that would be a really great experience. With that, it is going on up. It is Yoshimi Tendo. She's another Inca singer. <laughs> they they went to two Inca singers back to back, so I thought it was very very interesting. And you know, with her, it's it's just interesting. I don't I don't know how to dot it on the nose there Com- compared to Midori Oka, who's like the next generation of Inca and going back to a little pillar in the Inca industry. It's kind of weird for me. I'll I'll say the song made me feel super uncomfortable. How come? They had the ripest dudes in those really tight clothes. (laughs) Wow. Like, I was like, I mean, they gotta, they gotta give something for the Okasans, right? I, I guess, I guess. I mean, the the biggest thing for me, because I, I, I don't know, I didn't know how to feel about, at first I was mellow in the song, and then they broke out, like, the biggest weakness I will ever have in life. The, one of the, the rippest dudes in the red skin-tight uh, outfits, and I mean, they, they had a lot. I like the fact that you remember this. <laughs> I, I wrote it down in my notes. <laughs> and and they, they actually interviewed this guy later, so it was it's easier to remember him specifically. But he plays out. He played an alto saxophone, which was the saxophone I played in high school. So I was like, "Oh, that's my sax." So, so I was like, "Oh, I'm a sucker for that stinking instrument." So I wound up actually really liking the song, even though he was really. I was really uncomfortable watching it because, like I said, because I mean they're in like these bright red wife beaters, like these like rip muscles, and they're super short red shorts. I was like, "Golly, man." Ugh. But yeah, no, it was an interesting song. Yes, I completely agree. It was a very um, interesting and unique. So, after Yoshimi Tendo, they brought on three newcomers. Yes, they did. So, which was pretty interesting. Which is, one is 
Suchumos? I, I I think that's how you pronounce them. <laughs> Suchmos? Such Such most or such most I don't know. Uh, the, su- yeah, I don't know. I uh, there's no telling. But you know, how did you feel about that? Because besides another like two acts in the the Kohaku, this set felt a little bit out of place. It felt very out of place. Super out of place. It, it's nothing. It is absolutely nothing like anything else we're going to talk about for the rest of the day. Nope. It was really weird. This was probably the most unique thing in uh, Kohaku for sound-wise, too. I, I actually made a note of that because it really stood out. It was very, very different than anything. Because, it, it, forgive me if I'm wrong, they had a synthesizer, I think? Yeah, also with them, like one, yeah, they, I yeah, think like one of them had like a sis- sound system or mm-hmm. something. Like that. Yeah, it was it was it was just weird. And I mean, it, the song itself was okay. I, I wrote in my notes, I was like, well, I can see myself liking the song eventually, but I don't. I guess because it was so ex- different than what I was expecting, it really put me off, and I didn't mm. w- really like it that much. I guess we should say the name of the song too, which is Voltage. But yeah, it is Voltage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the name of the song is Voltage. Uh, the first song, at least. Uh, the other two songs that we'll talk about, I I liked a lot more. But um, as far as like the newcomers go, but yeah, this song was really left field, and uh, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. But yeah, continuing on, it is Jun Retsu with Propose. And forgive me if I'm wrong. This is the group that had all the the ladies, the 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 obasans. Yeah, you you. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. This is one I kind of forgot about. I don't have notes on this one, so I might have. Uh, I guess I wasn't that impressed. <laughs> it 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 did actually keep popping up throughout the year because I do remember seeing this come up every once in a while. And once the song got started. And I, I, I knew the name was proposed. I was like, "Oh, oh, it's this song. I remember this song." And I, and like, cause like, there's that YouTube channel that'll play like a thirty second clips of all the songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "So I, that's where I knew the song from." And I was like, I, "I never cared much for it, and I don't know why." But I guess hearing the song in its entirety, or the bulk of it, I should say, put it in more perspective. And I actually did like it. I, I thought it was a really good song. Because uh, you you could hear the full song and how it's supposed to flow, so I, I really really liked it. Um, it I, are they Johnnies? I don't think they are. No, they're not Johnnies. At least I don't think so. Hold yeah. on, let me double check. No, yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not Johnnies, but th- 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 they are good, and so uh, it'll be interesting to yep. see if they pop up again. Yep. I believe they're all over forty. Yeah, they're older. They're older gentlemen. Yeah, so I think that that was a, another like thing that they were like, oh yeah, we're we're a, technically a boy a boy band, but we're over all over forty. <laughs> yeah, well, and I had read somewhere like in Japan, like they're trying to push this idea that because like the typical idol group, like girls idol groups are anywhere from like the late teens early 20s there's not you mean early teens (laughs) okay yeah early teens to early 20s but like there's not too many female idol groups that are past 30 
but then you have groups like Arashi, who's been in the business for a while, who are still, you know, still a huge fan base, still really popular. They're they're all in their thirties, and so like there's this idea in Japan that they're trying to push, um, like the acceptable oh. age range of, of your typical idol. And I, it's, these guys it's are interesting. It's interesting that. You- you say that because you know with male idols it, i think you can kind of last it a little bit longer and that's mostly because of johnny's doing because you know hey you look at heisei jump or or kinky kids or thing like that they've yeah. been in the industry well kinky kids been in the industry for a while but you know things like snap and stuff like that they they were still doing music up until recently up until like two, three years ago, and they preceded Arashi. Yeah. So, and that's mostly because of Johnny's doing, because Johnny just is the cog in the machine, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. They they run these boys hard for the most part. Hey, whatever they're doing, it works. They make money. But lastly, let's move on to Amion. 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 So this was my favorite of the new acts of, you know, like, I feel like she's very new because she only has one studio album and she's going to be releasing a second one. But new crush. I really, really liked her voice because she reminded me of a combination of Miwa and Ayaka because she had a deeper voice. Mm, Yeah. Exactly. But she exactly. played the guitar like Miwa, and I just I fell in love with her voice, and I really want to check out more of her music. I thought she was really good. Yeah, no, I really yeah. liked, her. and yeah, she reminded me a lot of Miwa too, especially with the guitar thing and everything. And yeah, I, oh, she sang um, Muddy Gold before we yes. continue on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or yeah, Marigold, the, like the flower. But no, yeah, I I, re- I was like potential new crush because she's adorable. Oh, like, she was adorable. Cute. I felt like she really yeah. made an impact on me for a new a debut singer. I thought she did very good. Yeah, I I think, and I mean, she's still really young. Like this could really help propel her career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I swear to God, I heard this song. I swear to God, we talked about this song before. And yeah, it was uh, Pat in August that they did the song that it charted. It was like number. four. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking like about it because I heard her and I really liked her at the time. I remember I'm like, oh, my God, I love this song. This is really good. So and I think yeah. I said the same thing back then. She reminded me of Miwa. And I said, I think I, I'm a new fan again. <laughs> I think I got it. She is a new fan. Well, and the thing of it is, is like where we cover this stuff weekly. It's like sometimes like, you know, we'll we'll hear a song for the, like the week that we, and we love it. And we want to go back and we want to check out more of the artists and, you know, discover more of the music. But then, you know, life gets in the way, you get caught up in your life, and next thing you know, you kind of forget about it. So it's really great that, you know, you have something like this right here where you can go back, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about them. That happened to me on several of these. I was like, I completely forgot that this is a thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad this is here to remind me because now I can go back, especially because the Kohaku is so big, I have to take notes when I watch it. So it's like, well, now I've got it in writing. So I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, once this is done, I'm going to go on Apple music and search, you know, type her in, see if she's there. And if she's not there, you know, I'll check back periodically, but you know, yeah, no, this was amazing. And continuing on to Kaori Mizumori, 
uh, with her song Mizu no Sakuhana. Uh, she's an Inca singer, but it's very, very interesting. I really did like this song. See, the act itself distracted me, and I have nothing to say about the song. Now I can talk about the magic. No, just every, I can talk, everything I talk just magic. going on. Yeah, and the... yeah because, because I'm a sucker for magic. Like, stage magic mm-hmm. is just awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I love it to death. And, yeah, her act incorporated, like, her act starts off with um, her appearing, like, a, a dude was standing on a chair, and they they raise the curtain, and then they drop it, and she's, she's standing on the chair. So it's like, that's how her act starts. And then, like, halfway through the act, when they do, like, a, when they do a break... Uh, for like the solos of like the band and stuff they make her lay on the table they make her they throw a sheet over her they remove the table and the guy picks up the sheet and he starts moving the sheet around and then he you know collapses the sheet disappears and then she appears on the other side of the stage in a completely different outfit and yeah I, I love magic like the like like I'm just one of those people where like I'm easily distracted, and so like I really got sucked into the performance and the magic, and I was like, yeah, the song's okay. I can't wait to see what happens. Like, what, what is she going to be up here? Like that, that's what got me. So yeah, I just like the fact that everyone was show's face just when she appeared on the other mm-hmm. side was just amazing. Oh yeah, I was I was so amused by the act, and it was such a really interesting report performance like grace said it it really compelled you to watch that i think more people probably cared about their performance than the song (laughs) it's just one of those acts i was like i'm 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 sucked into this but yeah continuing on it is sexy zone with katakuri dakudeke no tenderness i like the song a lot and I'm going to disagree with you because I didn't care for this song. I loved Sexy Zone last year, but this year I didn't like this song and I wanted to like it because I loved their outfits. Oh, yeah. No, their jackets are amazing. I would, no joke, I would walk up, like, shoot one of them in the head and steal their clothing and wear it. Like, like those jackets were amazing. Right. <laughs> no, that was a joke I know I said no joke at the front of it it was a joke but yeah no, no those jackets were completely awesome and I really dug this song I really got into it I had a blast Man, I don't know maybe it was just the power of the jacket you never know well. <laughs> <laughs> you're the tiebreaker I mean it's, it was a good song I, I can't fault them for that I would rather have them sung another song. I did really like Innocence, Innocent Days. Mm-hmm. And I like that Very song, funny. so I, I don't know. I guess for me it depends on their song, but their dancing was great. I mean, and it was a good performance. I just wasn't a big fan of the song. It's not that I hated it. I just It wasn't a song I wanted them to do. But continuing on, it is anime. 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 Animal. Live action anime. So, yeah, live action animal. And first was Token Danshi with Token Rabu. And I just really, really, really liked the little montage clip that they picked of it because they went to France. Yeah. And they just showed all the <laughs> all the all the people who are very powerful for the husband mm-hmm. those. 
Yeah, I I don't know. For me, like I like the song, but I I got more work concerned with. I I think I stated this earlier, but it's like, like there's a lot of swords on that stage. Yeah, I mean, but you know, they probably someone would would be leaving with less than a a kidney. Yeah, but they probably choreographed that ahead of time, and I felt like they really had that down. So I loved the performance of it, and I thought the song was really good. It was amazing to see them all on stage and do that live. I I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and you know, for us, this is the first time we actually sat down and watched a performance by them because we only heard them mm-hmm. sing this entire time. Yeah, because their their songs are all stage plays. We can't watch it for the most part unless we're in Japan. So it was very interesting to see this idea, and I understand why Review Starlight is the way it is now because of the success of Token Danji. So it's very very interesting, and Review Starlight is just the female version of token donji oh okay because i was confused i was like i'm just gonna nod my head and play along like you can see me nodding my head and playing along (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna nod my head and play along like i know what he's talking about not a clue yeah well informed over here it's all it's only bushy road stuff that i'm fairly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's not true i think we're i think you're moderately familiar with the next group we're going to talk about they're also bushy road (laughs) never mind I stand corrected. <laughs> well, and that is Aquars by Kim, and they did their song with Kimi no Kokoro wa Kagaite Iru Kana. I'll say, of the anime songs that we talk about, uh, or a, a song performed by an anime group, I'm, I want clarification on that because we're going to talk about another, because we're going to talk about another anime song here in a second. But of like the, anim, like the, like the, you know, like the CU bands or something i guess would be a better way of putting it this is my favorite one that they did like i love this song this song was amazing and the outfits were adorable love those outfits oh yeah i completely agree i mean i love watching a lot of the seiyus perform live because they they do such a good job with the vocals the dancing and it is amazing to watch them i mean they not only you know, are great voice actresses, but just to see them live and perform something like this live and make you feel like you're watching a live version of the show. Yeah. It, it was, it was amazing. It was better than amazing. And I love their outfits and their vocals were fantastic too. So just seeing some of these come to life, I feel like it makes a big difference and showing that a lot of these musical shows are you know, they put so much time and effort into it. It's the only gripe that I would have with the song. It isn't the song itself. It's just, I really wish that they didn't shove down your throat that this was anime. Yeah, because as they were doing their performance up on stage, they had the anime in the background and they were doing a similar routine. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much the exact same routine because this is from the movie that just got released in Japan just now. So I guess this they sung this song to build hype for that movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's interesting to say the least. But I really wish that they didn't take this as an anime the the say you idol performances because it's fine if it's like just for the otaku's or for the fans. But you know this is the kohaku. It's kind of it shows a bad light so to speak, I guess, of like, ah, uh, this is what anime evolved into. <laughs> yeah, that's well, true. I, I mean, I guess, but you you also have to think, like, this is a, a 
subset of anime and like the, again the very next song we're going to talk about is a rap it's from an anime that's radically different from sunshine like like just like well, night and day difference like like there's no middle ground between these two but yeah, we'll get there but it's 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 different because you know it's actually the seiyus doing it compared to that's true too yeah so you kind of understand like for example if rosalia went on there or pop and party went there i won't want the the anime people on the background i rather have just them yeah because this yeah i agree because i felt like it was a distraction from their performance so i mean that's the only like gripe i had i Mm -hmm. love the song and i I, it was good to see like yellow buster (laughs) and and uh, good to see her to be on stage. By the way, she's the first and only Super Sentai person to ever be on the Kohaku. I just have to squeeze <laughs> that in before I continue. I was looking for her, but, but I didn't it, spot her. She was on the bottom right. Uh, she she plays the the like like the top three people in that anime in that yeah in the anime. Yeah. She has, her character has pull. So, but you know it's. <sighs> It's under. I guess it's understandable that they want to build hype for the movie, but you know, it's just. I rather have them just perform compared to just having the anime in the background. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally see where you're coming from, and I, I can't agree because it was distracting. So yeah, continuing on, it is Yoshiki featuring Hyde with Red Swan, and uh, we called it uh, when we saw that they were going to be on. We knew exactly that they were going to perform the song. Yeah. And I will say of the songs we're going to talk about today, I think this is probably the most contentious because there's a huge section of people that hate this song with a bleeding passion. And I, I wouldn't know because I don't watch anime. Uh, <laughs> th- this song came out and people people turned red. They hate it so much. And I, I wrote, this is the best thing to come out of Attack on Titan. Like I love This it. is a really good song, so and I good. love their collaboration. It's so good. Yeah. And the and just a quick side tangent because this song is amazing, but I love the um, keyboard that he was using, how it lit up as he played it. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. That that was super mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, th- this this song is amazing. It's so beautiful. I mean, I'm not the biggest Hyde fan. I, mean, I think you two are way bigger Hyde fans than me. Like, th- this is about the only song. I mean, I'm really familiar. Let's let's just say this much: I the most live performance I ever seen is Hyde featured. I've sung Luck and Seal twice. I've sung Vamps three times. <laughs> so Hyde, Hyde being one of my favorite artists is kind of like. Would you say high is Hyde is high on your list? <laughs> he he's pretty high with with scandal being right behind him. Yeah, but because I saw scandal three times. Yeah, no, but this song is uh people who don't like it, I think, are just have their. I don't I don't know what's wrong with them. This song's amazing. They're being pretentious. That's what they are. Well, that 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 comes with a entrenched um, anime fan sometimes. I'm, so I'm why wasn't it they didn't like it? Did was it more of the fans of the show who didn't like it? Yeah, no. Now, I do want to clarify, this is, as far as I know, this is a Western anime thing. I don't know how the song was received in Japan, but yeah, a lot of the, uh, Western fans of Attack on Titan, they were huge fans of like the the metal style openings of the first two seasons and the high energy openings that they had. So then you have uh, this song for their third season and it's slow, it's more 
methodical and is it's a prettier song all in all and to them it's it wasn't it's not attack on titan to them this isn't their the anime that they they watch and so yeah a lot of people hate this song that's just such a ridiculous reason to hate a song because it doesn't fit with the opening i will say i i really enjoy this song having two famous japanese rockers do a collaboration like this and to me i've never watched the show so i can't go anywhere on that i've this is the first opening i've seen but to me it felt like it did fit watching the animation yeah as it's a very dark song and it it seems like it's dark it'll fit the show but who am i to say everyone has their own opinion but as a song whole and whole it is amazing and hides vocals I love his vocals. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, this song is great, and the the on stage performance was really good because you had the light up keyboard. You did have the survey squad flanking them on both sides of the stage, and you had the anime playing in the background. So you, so I mean, the anime was super highlighted, and that was interesting. As I'm not a huge Attack on Titan fan either. I tried really hard to get in that series, and it's never stuck. But I've, I've never watched it, so I can't say anything, but I kind of do wish, like Ken said before with how they did with the Aquars, I wish if they wouldn't have showed the anime in the background just because it does distract from the performance, but I really did pay attention to Yoshiki on the drums because I thought his performance was really good and seeing him at the Kohaku was a highlight for me, to be honest. Well, it's also interesting to see him at the Kohaku and then just randomly strip halfway through the song. Exactly. That was my highlight when you see him just take off his shirt right in the middle of the song. And then after he's done with that, you know, playing the drums after the song, he gets back up and puts it on. But I love that he did that because he gave no shits. Well, yeah, I was just like, oh, oh, okay, we're going that way. But then I didn't realize that he was continuing on with another song. That's the only reason why. I was like, he just randomly stripped. Okay, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> it, well, and he was, he's actually like the only person to be featured on both teams. Because this song is a team white song. And then the next song that we're going to talk about was a team red song. So, but, he, and he was featured, or he is, he's, actually i think the lead in both songs and they're he's featuring the other person so but this was a this was a very interesting song and i do have one question maybe you guys can clarify this for me what was that thing on his neck that leather brace the choker that was way too large to be a choker it's just his style though if you know yeah, because visual k is kind of like that mm-hmm. like you know well we should have a talk about Visual K one of these days. I would like because that. Then it sounds like a lot. Because it sounds, it sounds like it sounds like a parent wanting to have a the talk for the first time is the way you came across. Like we should have a talk about Visual K. Yeah, because it is. It's there's people who really, really die hard love it, and there are people that just don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I and. I have a guilty pleasures. I do like some of the visual K bands a lot. There are a few that I really, really love. So and, you know, I feel like it's not talked about as much as it was. Yeah, well, it, it, it honestly, it died down right around the height and rise of idols. Mm-hmm. I want to say right around the height of AKB. That's when it kind of died. I want to say it could come back. I mean, there's small sects of 
visual K bands, but it's not gonna reach the popularity. Like you talk about when visual K became mainstream, mainstream, other bands decided to mimic that style. Back in the late nineties, when Lark and Seal bust out and did fairly visual K-ish stuff, that's when they got really famous. Yeah. Like really, really famous. And to match that, other bands, other popular bands that were pillars in the industry, like Glay and Bees, decided to sing fairly visual K style. There's also a style that has to come with it. You can't just change your outfit for that. Mm-hmm. Your singing your singing style also changes because they have a certain nuance of how they sing. Yeah. Compared to just regular rock mm-hmm. songs too. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. Like like I said, I'm I'm coming from I used to be a hardcore Visual K fan. Like hard hardcore coming from that from high school and stuff like that. Well, that was because I was in a Bible school and I was trying to be rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's interesting. We should have this talk about Visual K one one of these days where we go in depth about it. I need an adult. Y- you probably will because it's 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 an interesting subsect of rock. That's why the, the the oldest person on the show needs an adult. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you know, it's it's interesting, and you know, like Luna said, Visual K, it's it's something of a guilty pleasure. Like I said, like a lot of these bands, like for example, Rosalia, Rosalia is fairly was gothic lolita and gothic lolita is very visual kate influenced similarly yeah in fashion so that's the reason why i liked rosalia i chose them before i even knew the anime so <laughs> you're the chosen ones yeah pretty much but yeah i i went on a lovely little rant there and by the way it's yoshiki featuring sarah brightman Going into with their song Miracle. Now, I had no idea who this lady was. And see, I did. As soon as I saw her get on stage, I'm like, holy shit, it's Sarah Brightman. Oh, my God. For those of you who don't know who she is, she is actually a soprano, pretty much an opera singer. And, and super she British. has she has a magnificent voice. I mean, I like opera music. So seeing her with Yoshiki doing that song, it was kind of a shock, but it flowed so well. And this song was gorgeous. I don't know how you guys felt about it, though. Uh, well, me personally, I, th- I think I took away more. I loved his piano. Like I, I focused a lot on that. I, I don't know. I'm, I was in a weird her- headspace listening to the song because I don't know. But the piano, because the piano it's, that he was using to play was see-through. So like you could see like the, all the inner workings and stuff of that the piano as he was playing it and I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. The song itself, like, I, I I'm not really into opera, and for me this sounded generic because it just sounded like um, regular, super intense music that you would hear in like Dark Souls or something, and I was like, eh, it's okay. I'm not crazy about it. Featuring ducks. Hey. 
that, that, that's what I thought of. I was like, oh, this is like super intense. She's hitting the notes and stuff like that. I mean, it was clear she was an opera singer. I mean, you, you can always tell. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. But like I said, for me, it's like, oh, well, I, I think I've heard this in a Dark Souls game before or something. Like it just, it just, it's just, like I said, it was, just, it wasn't my thing. If you like it, there's nothing wrong with that. It just wasn't for me. It was interesting, you know, like I, it was the only like English, <laughs> like international person, one of the only international persons to appeared this year. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that nonetheless. And I thought it was really good. And the first time I actually heard this song. Oh, I did love how she entered the stage. That was really cool too. She just popped just up. Raising. She just popped up. Popping. Well, I was I was hoping like there'd be a moment as epic as X Japan was last year, and this is the closest we got oh. to that. <laughs> the closest well, I mean, we him got. Stripping kind of helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's what you're into. Like how Luna chimed in first about that. That's what you're into. Cool. I, I'm not here to judge you, but for me, I was like, eh, I mean, it was it was good. It was a nice epic, and it was a nice transition. I do say I like his outfit. In Miracle more than I did the Red Swan outfit because the Red Swan outfit was literally like the leather choker and then like this white shirt is no it's okay but the the um but the the red jacket he wore in Miracle was way cooler. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree. But yeah. I focused a lot on fashion. Moving. If you guys could not tell, <laughs> says the person that knows nothing about fashion. <laughs> Hey, I may not know how to dress myself, but I'll tell you one thing. I can look at you and tell if it looks good or not. Okay. That, that... Well, don't look at me now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Okay, continuing on, it is Aya uh, Shimazu with Jidai. Lovely Inca singer here. Yeah, this is a beautiful so song. I didn't, I didn't catch her name when I was listening to this, but I put a note that whoever she was, she had an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. I loved her voice and I this was probably one of my other favorite Enka ones as well that really stuck out and I think it was mainly because of her voice her vocals stuck out big time to me yeah I, I only wrote the song is really pretty I did like the song it's, it's funny because this is technically a cover if I'm it, remembering correctly is it a cover? Sorry, yes, it is. Sneezing. It is a cover because the original song is by Nakajima Miyuki. Yeah, back in the 70s. And I was wondering why this sound, song sounded really familiar because as soon as I heard it, I'm like, I have heard this before and I couldn't put on where. And it was stuck in my head because I, I feel like a lot of other people have probably covered this song as well. Uh, but Now that you mentioned I was like, yeah, I didn't know, know this, but I do remember the song sounding very familiar. I was like, I think I've heard this before. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But I love, I mean, even though it was a cover, it was really, really good. And I greatly enjoyed it. But yeah, continuing on up, it is Hiroshi Itsuki with Vive la Vida. Living the life. Living the life. This was so much freaking fun. Oh my God. (laughs) And can I make a note of this? So... Have either of you ever watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yes. Yep. 
Did you did you notice the Carlton dance? No. Oh my god. Yeah, so that was the first thing I noticed when they were dancing. They did the Carlton. Well, don't don't let Carlton see you do that because he's suing Fortnite for them stealing his dance. But this was so I love this performance. Oh my god, this was one of my favorite performances of the night because it was so much fun. It's a fu- It looks like it. They were having fun out there. Like I noticed the USA dance that they did, which we'll talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I noticed. But yeah, no. But I noticed the Carlton because I that was my favorite part of Fresh Prince. And as soon as I saw him doing that, I started doing that too. <laughs> and then I dropped my laptop. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. I was in bed doing that, and then my laptop just slides right off, and I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> but that's how much this song you know, got me excited. So I can imagine being there in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, that that would have been awesome. Yeah, no, this, this song is a lot of fun. And um, I love how involved uh, Da Pump was in this song. Because I, I don't know the, like, Issa's relationship with this guy, but I kind of felt like a, a mentor-mentee relationship sort of thing that they had going on. So it was nice to see... Mm that go that sort of thing happening i guess i don't know i could be totally wrong and if i'm wrong i'm sorry but uh i i i do like Issa a lot and yeah this was this was a good song i really liked it and i liked a lot how they involved like a lot of like the on stage acts already and stuff and they involved some yeah. acts that that had yet to perform as well so like they had got yep like, I- a lot of the room involved in it Oh, I agree. That's what got me so excited about this song because you see the chorus dancing in it. You know, you see the members of the pump. You see so many people in this dance that it just really, you know, stole the show, I felt like. Yeah, because I mean, it starts off with just him and the pump, and it's just mm-hmm. the seven of them. And then everyone slowly just gets involved. And next thing you know, it's like just mass. And you're like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, with that, let's move on to part two. Part two. So I guess they they marked it in halfway because they oh yeah they were doing the news halfway through. That's that's when they 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 signified part one and part two. Yep, and I did watch little, the news part, uh, but we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh man, that was sad. You know about the fire. Yep. That was pretty sad, but I, I was bummed out about that. I, was I like, know. Man. I'm like, man, you put some really depressing news right after such a high song, you know, and then you see this really depressing about the fire and all these people who died and it's like, and are in the hospital and I'm just sitting there like, oh, this is depressing. <laughs> but yeah, going into the second part is obviously The Pump with USA and USA. let's just explain <laughs> this song. Oh my freaking God. So... This is the first time I heard it all the way through. Really? Mostly because I'm... Yeah, no, because I'm so used to the fact of just watching it on TikTok. <laughs> because, no, that's how that app and that song got really famous because of it. No, I love I love the song. I've, I've had it on repeat for a long time. The song's amazing. I love it to death. It is nothing but pandering to the United States, and I do not care. It was even written by an Italian dude. I do not care. The song was amazing. The song was amazing. I agree. This song was awesome. And I love their live performance. I it just it was fantastic. And it really gets you pumped. I, I would love to see the pump 
in concert just to see this one song. This one's amazing. It's going to be sad. Just one song. <laughs> you spent all this money. Yeah, it'd be worth it. But, you know, it's funny. It's it's interesting. There was there was an article that I read that the success of this song just shows the change of how the Japanese music industry is now. And you can see all... Like, this song and then when we get to the AKB song. Yeah. How it internationalized the song has become now because everyone just sees the song and starts doing stupid hand motions yeah. <laughs> I mean we did this is how influential this song was I had last night I had a Shinenkai or like a company party for the new year the owner the president of my company was like you know hey I'm only going to do this once but for you guys because we did a very good fiscal year this past year I want to sing a very popular song that could only be here in USA. <laughs> he did the stupid dance. That is amazing. I love, I love the USA dance. Although to be fair, I think that's just I, I've seen that dance in other uh, other songs. So I think um, BTS uses that dance too. And uh, so I, I personally like the Cyber Japan dancers. <laughs> yeah, you, you you have stated it. Nothing wrong with that version. I, I love that version. Nothing wrong with that version. Nothing wrong with that version. Well, well because they always use the BDM music. Well, not BDM, EDM. I'm, I'm thinking bad things. <laughs> it's like, Ken, this, this is, that's a little adult for this show. Just a little? Just, just a little. Just a little. But I also... If you want to hear me go off the rails, go listen to Potosaurus. <laughs> well, that show... Sometimes I'm like, does this, does this show have rails? You guys see it does, but it doesn't feel like it. I, I feel like it does. <laughs> and that's a joke. You guys stay on your rails all the time. You do fear, but yeah, everyone does. But real quick, I do want to say, the like the lead host, uh, he puts on like this American suit near the end and I love it because like for like they they're doing like this cool dance and then like in the background it's Issa and he's standing beside a guy with his back turned to the audience and, and he has something written on the back lord knows what it is but you're like who is this guy because now all of a sudden there's an extra person there and you're like well, what's going on and then after a little bit like the dude turns around and it's the lead host and he's in this in this super patriotic suit that's really cool looking and I, I absolutely loved it that that was one of the coolest moments of the night for me is that right there that was so cool but yeah continuing on is Ikimono Gakari with Joyful I know I know you were talking about this before the show but I'll let you guys say your piece here in a second but I will say I really really liked this song I thought it was super infectious I loved the energy level in it and uh, I, I had a blast listening to it, and she really, she really knew how to cater to the audience and really pump this song up. So, personally for me, this this is not Ikimonogakari. This I don't mind the song. It's very poppy. It's very jump. It's very energetic. But this is not them. And I guess because the lead singer, she just came out with like a solo song, and I guess she wants to differentiate. That singing style between Ikimonogakari, that's um, what's her name, Kiyoe Yoshi Yoshioka, she just came out with like a solo album, and I guess she wants to differentiate the act, so to speak, where she has that more traditional style. Yeah. 
So, Ken, I completely agree with you on Ikimonogakari. I have most of their albums, and I've followed them for quite a while as well. So, to me, this also isn't their style. This isn't what I'm used to. I was pretty surprised when I heard the song. And I will say I loved Kyoe's energy and how she interacted with the crowd. I love that aspect of it. But at the same, it's not the ikimonogakari I'm used to. I keep, you know, I keep thinking of Bluebird or, you know, Sakura. I love Sakura. That's probably my favorite song. But, it, you know, I had mixed feelings on this song because I liked the energy, but it wasn't them. So it was really hard on this one and my feelings. It was so mixed when I watched this. That's fair. But, I, I mean, I love Kyoe, and I do think she did a really good job. But, you know, differentiating is the group, you know, it, it just wasn't them. So. But, yeah, I guess with that, let's move on to our next guest, which is AKB48. And they did something fairly special. They included BNK48, too, from Thailand, I think. That's what it I was. think so, too. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. Bangkok48. Yeah, so this the song that they did was Coinal Fortune Cookie. Thank, I thank freaking God that they didn't choose any other any other song that they did past this year. You know, because they all they all sucked. AKB48 had a good year. They had a good financial year, not a good creative year. It all sucked. <laughs> I agree with you, Ken. I, I disagree haven't with been you. too impressed with some AKBs this year, but I loved Koyusudu Fortune Cookie. And I thought, I, oh, I love this. And I think it was really cute. I will, I will say, I thought this was really cute with, with uh, BNK48 because when she, you know, when they were talking with the AKB members, and when the leader, I guess, of BNK48 was trying to speak Japanese, and she tried so hard. I know, she was trying so hard and was so nervous, and I thought she did a really good job trying. You could tell, you know, they were really happy to be there and meet their idols, because you could just tell they were so excited, so nervous. And I really loved seeing their interaction with each other. And the performance of them together was amazing, seeing how in sync they were. Their vocals, their dance, their outfits. I thought everything was really good in this performance. Yeah, no, that was a really, really good performance. And this was the first time I'd ever heard this song. And I know, Ken, this is one of your absolute favorites. So I was really... No, no, technically it isn't, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get on that uh, later. <laughs> you, you, you praised the song in the past. Let's put it that way. So I was looking forward to hearing it, and I did. I really liked it. I I, I really enjoyed it, and yeah, it was it was really great. And I like sometimes they would they would change to what Taiwese is that the language of Thailand? No, it's Thai. Thai. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, they would they would switch the tie because they they would change the um, subtitles at the bottom of the screen so it would not be in Japanese, which was really interesting. What's what's interesting that they sung both in Thai and Japanese, and both idols did that. 
AKB also sung in Thai on certain parts. It, yeah. That's what I was so amazed about because that's it's not easy to do something like that and both of them switch like that. So I just commemorate their, you know, it, their performance for doing such a good job. Yeah, I mean, you think it's hard to like learn a foreign language. Singing in a foreign language is 40 times harder. Because mm-hmm. now you got to take basically everything you know and then add singing to that like it's not easy it's very difficult and to do be able to do that smooth too like a very smooth transition it's not like if it wasn't for like the the changing at the bottom i wouldn't have even noticed so it it was pretty interesting (laughs) i can be oblivious i'm sorry you know you know this song you know just to kind of go on this this is this is sashi harino's hit song this was their her simbatsu song so because of her graduating that's the reason why and it's understandable why they just didn't bring all the 48 people like they did last year or like previous years it's because they did this intersect with bnk but you know it's interesting that they did this song and i'm not surprised but it is interesting because this is in my opinion this and Juichi no Juichi Gatsu no Anklet is probably the only good songs that they had within like the past like ten years or five years. This song is amazing. Ever since, since the old guard left with Oshima Yuko, them. Well, you know this song is so so popular. Like it was popular when we went to Japan, to the point that people, like I said earlier, people were getting YouTube famous. All you had to do was do the motions for this song that's all you had to do you had to dance the song if you know how to do this song dance to this song you're you're you're, you're youtube famous you'll get a bunch of clicks because of that well what are you doing can't get on it we need those youtube clicks that was that that, that would have been five years ago <laughs> time machine time machine time time machine time machine but you know let's let's move on here with you know, Masaharu Fukuyama. Okay, continuing on, it is Masaharu Fukuyama. And I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. It, well, it was I a cool performance. I didn't know either. It was a cool performance. It was a mm-hmm. cool performance, but, you know, he he didn't perform at the ho- at the the hall and no he, he, his performance was interesting because it's n- it wasn't live they took it from another place or like another concert that he did and i guess he just said oh hey this is going to be for the kohaku <laughs> see and i thought it was live because i remember last year they cut to that concert that was going on at the same time and i thought this something similar was happening so I was like, oh, okay. But, I, I mean. Because, now, the the reason why I figured out it was it was alive compared to um, an actual broadcast is the cut that they made in between the two songs. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a pretty hard cut. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting that they did that. But you know he sung like I believe he sung two songs. He he sung Zero, which is used for this year's Detective Conan movie song, and Koshien, which was used for the Koshien, the big baseball tournament that was in Japan for all of high school. 
I, I like the Conan song a lot. I did too. I, but then again, I, I kind of like a lot of the Detective Conan music. But yeah, moving on. It is King and Prince with only Cinderella Girl. I thought they were going to do a midlay, but they only did Cinderella Girl because it was the biggest debut song that they ever did for Johnny's in a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they did a medley, what would their other song be? Uh, Melody? Or It'd be Memorial. Memorial? So I mean, other, other other songs were only two songs, so it wouldn't yeah. be out of out of reach to only do two songs. I, well, and see, I don't know. I've got to that point where I'm, I don't really. I mean, the medleys are fine, depending on the person. Like sometimes, like it'll actually be just be like two songs, and they call it a medley. But I don't like it when like you only get like half a song or what. And the song's already truncated enough as is. So having a medley and you're truncating it more I tend to not like those performances so I, I kind of glad that they just did the one song because Cinderella Girl is an amazing song and mm. you get to hear it and enjoy it and those outfits were amazing they were very regal which was well, very intentional <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. they're, they're king and prince king that's and why prince. it sucks yeah. mm-hmm. I really love the live performance of this I thought it was really good especially you know it showcases how good that song was in their debut I thought it was adorable and their outfits were so cute and I'm debating whether I, to buy the their live their live tour performances that they gonna release this past in this upcoming January so I'm like debating whether or not to go and buy it and I like the song the song's amazing I I would Mm -hmm. I would be very interested in buying a live performance of it because like I said I'm not really into live performances but these guys put on a good show and the song is stunning so they they did a great job they did they did a great job continuing on from King and Prince is Perfume or Senpais go Senpais and they did something very interesting so they did a live broadcast from from the countdown japan which is the event you're talking about by the way great uh, okay. uh, so count, countdown japan is uh a very another thing for kohaku that they kind of been partnering up the last couple years for artists that never reached it or have scheduling conflicts they usually just try to do one of those for the broadcasting things yeah, I'll say this performance. I, I I like the song. I like Future Pop more than the second song, but I don't. It was trippy. I mean, how else are you gonna get high watching this song at Coachella? <laughs> I, I'm. I I will say this. You do not need to trip acid in order to go on the trip when with Future Pop. Like I oh, think yeah. I think I watched my brain melt a little bit. I was like, "You should watch Pom 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 by Cardi Pop and Paul, yeah. and Oh yeah. my God, that song! Even even my fiance has seen that. Holy cow! And he remembers that one because it's so trippy. Uh, I've not seen ass. this. I'll send a link to but you later, the... and then you can feel what it's actually to feel high on a song by watching it. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I still I feel pretty say... high from this one. I really like this performance because I love all the colors and it does make you feel trippy without having to take acid. So, and they always do really interesting lives like this and it fits with their style of music. So I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was something different than all the rest of the Kohaku performances. Yeah, I mean, you know, our senpais always have that unique flair. And 
You know, it's interesting to see that. Oh, they're taking. Can we talk it about their way. outfits real quick? Oh, man, I was in the middle of a dialogue. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta interrupt me with your freaking fashion sense blog. <laughs> Fine, get into your dialogue. Uh. No, go, sorry. because you already derailed my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I suddenly remembered I hated their outfits and I wanted to talk about it. Because their outfits were hideous. There, I said it. Fight me, internet. I don't care. Alright, I said my piece. My, my whole train is just off the rails. I think Thomas has seen enough of today. He needs to leave now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were in a train. I wouldn't have said anything had I known. I'm it's, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, continuing on from Perfume, it is Kanjani 8 with Kokoni by your favorite, well, I guess, I don't know, we haven't heard of anything from them in a while. We haven't heard of anything from them in a while. They, they released an album last year, it stayed in Japan, it's still not even available in the States, so, yeah. Yeah, but hey, I like this song, this song was great. It's done by Wanima, we should at least say what the band yeah. is. Uh, yeah, Kanjani eats uh, Kokoni. Yeah, it, just, it doesn't have a very rock, rock solid sound, sound to it. I, I did miss where they were saying it was wrote by Wanima, so thank you for the, the tip. It, it, this song is so really good. So I'm going to disagree on you with you because I didn't care for how the song started off. I did like where it went later, but I guess it was the start that I didn't care for. I also wasn't that impressed with their vocals. I thought they sounded a little bit off. Well, they are missing two members. You know, that could be it then, so that makes sense. Well, they were missing. So. They're technically only missing one. <laughs> I, I, I was just making the joke. It's kind of Johnny 8 and there were six dudes on, on, the, on the stage. Like, I was just making a joke. Yeah, one guy left this past year and he was the leader. The other ones had... the. When they first initialized Kanjani 8, one of them dropped out fairly early, so it's only been the seven of them. <laughs> but there's eight? I'm surprised they just never didn't hire like a replacement. Nah, well, because like I said, these gr these guys were there, were grouped together when they were juniors. So it's kind of yeah. like a, a common bond, so to speak. Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, and I mean, you look at like um, Exile and all their all their branches. Like all those groups stay together for the most part. It's specifically for Johnny's. Like when they lose a member, it's kind of hard to just come up and replace the bond that those guys felt throughout the years when they were juniors. But it it is what it is. I mean, like for me, it's whatever's. It's an interesting style that they did with the song. However, they didn't do anything interesting that made the song stand out like they did last year's. I liked the tour that they did throughout the NHK tour last year. Yeah, that that was more interesting as far as like an on-stage performance goes. It's always it's always nice to see like the backstage and get a tour of the facilities and how everything and But yeah, continuing on up, it is Kiyaki Zaka 46 with Glass Owade. Woo woo. Woo woo. I mean, I like the song. I've always liked the song. So, how'd you feel about the replacement, by the way? I thought she did a great job. She, like, on honestly, you wouldn't if you're not in the news, and you're not paying any attention, you wouldn't have known. I would. Th that's that, that. That's exactly how I feel about. It. Like, they did a good job. 
she did she did mm-hmm. a, she did a stellar job and i mean i think the only thing that kind of disappoints me a little bit about this performance was they just basically took the dance moves from the music video like even the part where she kicks the tv there's a part where she imitates oh. kicking a tv and i was well, like because uh. because they highlighted on the top left saying it was a heavy dense performance well no i get uh, what i'm trying to get as i would like to see new choreography with the song not just not just uh the music video redone that that's all i'm saying or well even even for their live performances they always do this it's it's interesting but i mean i i understand where you're coming from but it's they they never changed it they will probably never will. <laughs> well, and, I mean, to be fair, you look at that dance routine; it's super complicated. I mean, you—if you're asking these girls to learn a new dance routine, they're gonna look at you and go, "Like, yeah, no, we're not." No, we're doing gonna, the same thing. They're gonna say, "Yes, sir," because that's how the idol industry is. <laughs> yeah, well, they let's just—we're not gonna get into this. I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> stay tuned for part two. Oh god, this is gonna be a freaking three-hour rant about that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, glass of water. It's it's always good. I like the song, and you know, the member that took over, Yudina, will always. It's a good replacement for now. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job. I I think so too. I thought their dance-heavy performance was amazing. They did a great job, and I love the song anyway. So. Yeah. No. No. Hats off to her. Like she. She. Two thumbs up. Con- <laughs> continuing on, it is Hiroshi Miyama with Igoso Tameshi. Round two. Round two from last year, because we had this talk last year. Where... So, yeah, so just for new listeners, uh, what it is is uh, in Japan, there you know, there's the Kendama game that they have where it's a, a stick. And at the end of the stick, there's these two cups, and then there's a ball on the string, just so everybody knows what Kendama is. Well, last year, what happened was they were trying to set a record. Of, I guess it's 124, uh, where they would have the ball dangling, and then they would pop up the ball and catch it in the cup. And it was supposed to be 124, one right after the other. Well, number 14 literally dropped the ball. And so it didn't count. And it was like, <gasps> actually, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was hilarious. But they were like, we're going to go for round two. So that's what they did. And this year, everybody kept the ball in the cup. Other than that, and they are now in the Guinness World Book of Records. Yep. Hooray. Hooray. But yeah, yeah, the song itself is okay. I mean, it was fine. It is more interesting to see watching the the dudes see if they'll drop the ball like last time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, do what I, I, can, I, can. I can. I can't. I can't do kendama. I have tried. Like I, I know we joke, but I've tried. That it's a lot harder than it looks. You need a a lot of hand eye coordination. I don't have that. Didn't you guys try it when you guys studied abroad? Oh yeah. And I made myself look like a fool. That's why I know I can't do it. 
I don't remember how I did, but I want to buy one because I want to try it again. You can buy them at Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million. I've seen yeah, them all in there before. It, it was um, a huge hit when I came back. So, like, right, right. I guess something happened when I went away to Japan, and then when I came back, they were like, all my friends were like, "Oh yeah, we the kendama became a huge thing." It, it's weird. The only the I remember the first time I learned what kendama was was in Tales of Symphonia. That was the primary weapon of one of the characters. Yeah. Uh, that was my introduction to what kendama is. But yeah, he was, you know. he was a magic caster. But yeah. But yeah, continuing on. It is Nishinokana with Todi Setsu. And I'll have you take this away, Luna. <laughs> so I have things to say about this. Um, I love Kanayan. She's probably one of my in my top five favorite singers. And I've heard several lives of Todi Setsu before. This one to me seemed very off. It seemed like the music was off with her vocals. Her vocals seemed off, which is really weird because Kanayan's vocals are not usually off. So I don't know if the music was going at a different pace than she was. And that's what it sounded like to me. And it kind of sounded like a different arrangement in general. It didn't sound quite like the Todisetsu I've heard before. So I'm kind of wondering if that was a mistake. And Nishino kind of didn't seem too enthused in the song. Like, she didn't really get into it like she usually does and put, like, all her emotion and effort toward it like she usually does in her music. So that surprised me a little bit. I don't know if that was just me looking too much into the song, but that's kind of what I felt. I did like at the end when they took her giant dress off she was wearing and there was a happy New Year dress underneath it. I thought that was really cute. But just something about her performance at Todisetsu seemed a little bit off. I don't know. Did any? Did you feel the same, Ken? I wish I was the person ripping the dress off. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I bet you were. I knew that comment was coming. <laughs> you know, it seemed like something was off, and you know, it was really weird because several performances, like I want to say, like two or three of them, seemed off. Like in one shape or form, and I don't know what it was either the production crew or just how they set the song tempo compared to how they usually sing it. You can tell she's tired too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You can tell she's very tired because she has more energy than that. When you watch her live concerts, she that woman has so much energy, and this she looked exhausted, and I think that contributed to part of it. But still, it's the music arrangement that drove me crazy because it just didn't feel quite right or let's just say sound quite right i'll say i was not familiar with this song i really really liked it and i didn't notice anything i mean you could tell she was tired just because she literally stands in the same place the whole performance so like she does not move but Uh, she's in this she usually does that anyway she's not really a a a dancer (laughs) She tried. She tried one single, and I was laughing the entire time watching her trying to dance. Her lives, she tries, and she does an okay job. She does some, but not, like, she's not a heavy dancer-type person. <laughs> no. She she never was, but... 
she usually moves more around than that, yeah. but you could tell yeah. she's exhausted well, by her expression. Well, I mean, no, no, she well, had the train. She had she had th- this large train on her dress that was huge, and it had the word love spelled out in flowers. So, like, you can't really move a whole lot. Like, I was wondering oh, no, you how can't. she was and going to get off stage with that, because I was like, what, what's she going to do? Like, she's going to mess up her... I wish I could do a train on her. <laughs> how did I know that was coming? <laughs> you know, slowly, like a week after, she made a sudden announcement, Nishinokana did, that she will be going on indefinite hiatus. This will happen and... after February. I don't know if we really want to go into death, but I figured that we just want to touch on it. Oh, uh... yeah, and I was kind of surprised just because she seems in a way at a peak in her career because she's still doing really good high in numbers making number one with her two recent best albums Mm. but at the same time i'm the same age as kanayan so you know being 30 and especially if she's been a singer for over 10 years and you think about all the things she had to give up to do that things that she probably wanted to do that she couldn't so she probably just wants to have a life for a little while and enjoy yourself and travel and you know get get around and do things you know i can understand that so i don't blame her one bit and she didn't really give too much you know in depth about why but if i were her that would be my way of thinking is hey i'm 30 I've been singing for so long. I don't have any time to myself. I want to actually do some stuff. I want to travel. Put my feet up. I, I maybe want to go back to school, you know? And I want to find someone. Like, meet someone. Well, and so. I'm available. And, I'm available. <laughs> and so, so I could see that. And sometimes, you and, know, some artists, it's like, not only do they get tired physically, but they get tired creatively, and they just run out of ideas. Oh, yeah, and mentally, yeah, you know, yeah. she's probably mentally and physically exhausted, so, Life you know, I'm happy for her. I'm sad, you know, I won't be seeing any new music from her for a while, but at the same time, I'm happy because she deserves time for herself. If it improves her life, and if she makes better music because she's taking a break, I'm, I'm all more power to it. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather have an artist that I absolutely love take the break that they need and make the music that I love then just keep churning out music because I happen to like them and I want to hear them more often. So mm-hmm. if she takes care of herself, she can take care of her career. And she'll also take care of her fans. So I think she's doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, it's sad to hear that Nishinokana is going to go on a break, but, you know, you should come to Hawaii. For Charlotte. Up. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta push that Hawaii flavor. That that sounds wrong in all sorts of levels. I kind of regret that I, I, I said that just I, I, now. I was, I was like, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but <laughs> oh, of course you didn't. Yeah, but yeah, had, continuing on. Intent on that one. <laughs> continuing <laughs> on, it is Sekai no Owari with Sanzaka. Uh, <laughs> so, Gray, how'd you feel about this band now? <laughs> I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read verbatim what I wrote. So. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me find it real quick. This song is just as beautiful as that clown mask is frightening. <laughs> this song is amazing. This song is 
gorgeous. I absolutely loved it. And I, I understand that one of the members of the band has an anxiety disorder and he cannot show his face in public. But does he have to wear the creepiest clown mask in existence? I mean, Michael Myers is less creepy than that guy. Uh, you would. Th- so I. No, go on. I was gonna say. So I really, really like this song as well, and I remember loving them last year too. Oh yeah. I thought they're really good. And I really need to check out their music because they have some talent, and I really like the lead singer. I think he's cute. Is that the guy with the with the hat and the glasses? Yeah. 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 I will say. I, I think it's the one with the red hair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I don't know why I was thinking that. I think I think the one with the, oh. like the hat and the glasses he stands out more to me because yeah, I like the one with the red hair different. and he has his ear pierced. Yeah, I just like celery. I don't know what's wrong with you, Gray. Why don't you just like celery? <laughs> uh, she she was fine. She was she was, she was a very beautiful woman, but I, I I did like the song. I did go on Apple Music uh, and grab it, so I, I will be listening to it in the car. You should listen to Dragonite. Dragonite is a really good song. I'll look and see what else they have on there and stuff because yeah. it's a very, very limited selection. Yeah, Dragon Knight is probably their biggest song though. Dragon Knight and Antihero. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Like I said, it, they they have a very, very limited selection on Apple Music, so I don't I don't know what they have and don't have. I'm gonna look right now. While you're looking that up, let's continue on with Nogizaka 46. What? Kaede Michi wa Tomawari Shitaku Naru. I'm happy that they did this song because it was the only good song, besides Synchronicity, that they did. <laughs> yep. I really like their performance of this. I loved their outfits. Oh my god. Their outfits were amazing. And this was probably up there with one of my favorite performances as well. I love this performance better than Glass of Wade. Even though I love Glass of Wade, I love this performance so much. Yeah. It was so unique, and I felt like it stood out. I, I loved it. And it's sad because this is going to be tied to Nanase's graduation, so they'll probably it won't have that emotional punch mm-hmm. anymore because of that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I do think they picked the right song. There is a song that I like more. We won't get into it. But I will completely disagree with you, Luna. I did not like those outfits. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I I love them. I thought they were really cute. No, the silver dresses they were wearing in the first half of the show were way better. They were better, but I thought these are really cute too, and they fit with the song, I thought. They did fit with the song, but the the silver outfits they were earlier in the show were magnanimous, and all the girls in them were gorgeous. And then they then they become like these flower. I I just that's, I mean it was a, it was passable, and that, that was the problem. You go, you go from magnanimous to passable. I'm like yeah, it's okay. I think we just lost Ken. <laughs> Well, excuse me, Mark Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's Calvin Klein. Goddamn fashion book. Okay, continuing on. I guess it's a combination for thirteen here. <clears throat> uh, it is thirteen. It's beast. Tech- 
it's technically three Inca singers. Yeah, it but, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they combined the Kitajima brothers as one act. So what you think about this? Because they implemented a lot of Kabuki stuff in this one, which led into the other one. <laughs> yeah, I love the other one first. I love the Matsuri one, mm. especially because it was so flashy. Yeah, I mean they're on a giant co- golden koi. By the way, Saburo Kitajima did Matsuri, which is the second part of the song. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I thought the fish was terrifying because it had fangs. Well, you should go to Kyoto or Nagoya, and you'll see the giant, giant koi with the fish with fangs. I'm good, but I did like the salute. <laughs> I did like the salute to Kabuki. I thought that was really cool, and I love the giant Kabuki statues that they had in the background. Mm-hmm. Like that was so cool. But it was an interesting song, definitely different, and something you would only see in Japan. Well, I'm happy that you know. That Saburo Kitajima even appeared because he is a big part of my my influence of my life. Uh, he is also, you know, he's he was a character on on Aburero Shogun, which is like a big thing of my childhood. He played um, Tatsugoro, I believe that's his name. He was like one of the main like captains in his like samurai show. This is this is like this show is like immensely popular it was like 25 years they were running this show it's super super popular 30 years 30 went years from, yeah 30 it years went from, it went from 1978 to 2008 yeah 30 years this show went on and you know this this show is like a big piece of my childhood this is this is where i learned how to like all the really weird old-timey shogun era like words and stuff like that but you know Saburo Kitajima seeing him on stage I was like oh my goodness that's Sangro <laughs> so I was like a little geeky now but you know the, the Matsuri song was amazing he's mostly known for Inca that's why so that's why it just dawned on me I was like oh yeah I forgot he's an Inca singer <laughs> <laughs> but yeah continuing on it is twice with their medley of two songs it was I Want You Back, which is a Jackson 5 cover in BDZ. So I I didn't, I was kind of surprised about the Jackson 5 song. I will say that. I was very, very surprised. I also was surprised how good their English is. I didn't realize that before. Yeah, but they, their English is amazing. I didn't care for the cover of the Jackson 5 one that much. However, I loved Bulldozer. Oh, is that what that is? The second song? Yeah. BDZ? BDZ. Yep, it's Bulldozer. Oh, well. BDZ, yeah, I should yeah, have specified bulldozer. that. I, you didn't know that? <laughs> Not, well, this was the first time I had even heard the song, but yeah, I was, I, I, I didn't, didn't click. Yeah, oh, BDZ, BDZ is. was short. Yep. BDZ was short term for Bulldozer because they were like, oh, we're going to bulldoze a new competition. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. Uh, it was so poppy. I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't think too much of it. I. I, I was. I have a funny story because I was not actually paying attention to the screen when they transitioned between these two songs. I was looking at something else, trying to make notes and get ahead of where I needed to be. So I. I was on my computer, but I didn't have it up. And so when they started playing, uh, "I Want You Back" by the Jackson Five, 
See, Little Glee Monster covered this song too. And I'm very familiar with the Glee, Little Glee Monster cover. I'm actually more familiar with the Little Glee Monster cover than I am the Jackson 5 version of the song. But I, I, heard, I heard the song coming on. I was like, wait a second. Little Glee Monster's already done their performance. What's going on here? And then, so I was like, oh, twice. Oh, 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 okay. They're doing, they're doing the same cover. So... I don't know. I thought it was very interesting that they did that too. But stylistically, they're not too dissimilar songs from BDZ. Like you can kind of see how one and the other are the same. So uh, it, it made sense to me, and I did like BDZ. I I was indifferent on the cover. I mean, it was just as competent as Little Glee Monsters was. So I, I thought it was fun, and yeah, BDZ was really good. That was the first time I heard it. Really liked it. I've already downloaded it on my phone, and I'll be listening to it on my way home. Same. I really love BDZ, and I like their outfits, too, and their dance moves were really good. They were very well coordinated, as usual. What did you think about the outfits, Calvin? <laughs> I did not <laughs> I did not note anything about their outfits, so I couldn't tell you. I, mean, I guess it wasn't too flashy or dumbed down for you, huh? <laughs> either it's either gonna blow my mind or I have to have a severe problem with it for me to say something about it. My mind was more blown than disappointed. If that, well, yeah. But yeah. Like, I, I, I couldn't mean, even tell what Daichi was wearing. What time? Uh, never mind. Never mind. No, never mind. I, I need to talk about the song. Yes, you do. The, the song was okay. I, I don't like covers for other English songs all too much, and I didn't really care about it. I didn't even, to, to be personally honest, I didn't really care about Logley Monster's cover for this song, too. <laughs> That's fine. And it's just, uh, BDZ, it is what it is. I've listened to the album, and it's, it's all right. I mean, I understand Twice's appeal. For me personally, it's just, that's not my type of music that I'll, I'll listen to. My friend would probably slap me for saying such things because, you know, he downloaded this Japanese Twice game just because he really, really loves Twice. I mean, they're the they're they're the new girls gen, so they're popular. Then, but girls gen was better. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was, took the words around. Well, well, I'm not like bashing on Twice because Bulldozer was a really good song. I just haven't found too many that sold me. That one was really good though. Yeah, I mean, but I, I still I, love I, I Girls rather, Gen a lot more. I'd rather I mean, deal with TT compared to this song, honestly. Well, and like TT was a better song yeah, though. I do agree with that because yeah. I love TT. Like, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Twice songs that I like, but I'm very peculiar. Like, I'm very selective. It's not it's not their whole catalog. It's like certain songs that I like, like TT. Mm-hmm. Uh, their Good Morning, Wake Me Wake Up, Me Up song. Yeah, that like th- I like that song. Bulldozer was pretty good, but like Candy Pop, uh, I'm not crazy about it. Like th- they have some duds, but and I will say it's like as popular as Twice is in Japan. I don't think they're nearly as popular in America because like. A lot of people were into Girls' Gen in America, and I don't hear too many people talking about Twice. Uh, you're not in the right forms. <laughs> also, you can't see me doing it, but I'm doing the TT pose. <laughs> no, no, I can't see you doing that. No, no, I, mean, I could do it too. We're, we're doing it to. You know, that, that's awkward now. But yeah, continuing on, it is Exile with their special medley. I do like the fact that they they did start off with Rising Sun. 
Which was mm-hmm. Rising Sun and I think Heads or Tails, was it? Yeah. Heads or Tails, yes. Yes, it was Rising Sun and Heads or Tails. And Rising, oh, but they both were magnificent. Yeah, both songs were so good. Uh, I think this was also one of my top performances of the whole Kohaku because it was amazing. It's a contender. I mean, the transition from Rising Sun to Heads or Tails, oh, it was good. It was smooth, too. This is like smooth butter, just like the song transitions. And they're radically different yes. songs. But man, these guys I killed mean, it. Yes, they killed it. And I, I mean, they outshined, you know, a lot of the people before and after them because they re- their performance really did stick with me. I, I wouldn't say they outshined And their vocals were... Oh, yeah. And their <laughs> vocals and their dance moves were both amazing. Um, the, Well, I mean, when you're talking about Exile and you're talking about dance choreography, um, it does not get much better. Like, there's only like a handful oh, yeah. of groups that can really getting that echelon yeah and and um the uh, I, I can never say his name correctly at at sushi at sushi yeah, yeah. at sushi at sushi his vocals were just on point i love his voice the dude so. has the docile tones of an angel mm-hmm what did you think ken well, you know, with Rising Sun, Rising Sun is a very interesting song anyway. I really do like it. It's probably one of their older songs that I still really do like. And, you know, this is the first time I've seen Heads or Tails live because they did do the music video for it, but it's, you know, Avex's half a minute thing or man uh, half thing. I hate yes. they do mm-hmm. that. I wonder if it's I wonder if they have the full version on Apple Music. Sometimes they do. That don't check now, please. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, nonetheless, and I'm I'm happy that you know they they actually got to be on because they weren't originally on. Oh, were they not originally on? They weren't originally on the the list. There, there's a couple artists that weren't originally on that just randomly appeared. Like we'll get to it. <laughs> Continuing on, it is Superfly with gifts. And how'd you it- how'd you guys it's- like this? It's pretty. So I, I, I thought she, her voice is beautiful as always. I thought it was a really nice, beautiful performance. Yeah, it, it was it, like I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about it. It was just pretty. It is a beautiful song, and she did a great job doing it. Other other than that, I don't I don't know if there's much to say about it. I mean, with Superfly, you know, her message with this with this song still is on point, which I just love. So. Hmm. Which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. But yeah. Continuing on, it's Daichi Mira with Be Myself. So, Calvin, what do you have to say about this? It sounds amazing. I, I, I literally, three words. This is my notes. Daichi kills it. That's it. That's all you need to know. I thought you had something to say about his outfit. I just said I didn't even know what he was wearing. <laughs> Well, he was he wasn't naked. <laughs> no, I would remember that and say something about that. No, he was wearing. So I agree. He killed it. His dance performance was amazing. I mean, he always does great with his dancing, and his vocals were really good as well. I think he brought everything, and I just full out loved it. I th- I, th- I thought you were agreeing. You would remember if he was naked. 
Oh, yeah, I would remember if he was naked, believe me. He's cute. He's married, though. Is he? Yeah, he's oh. married, and he has a baby. Oh, well, is it, well, is a, a guy like then? that, he, you know, he wouldn't be sing- he wouldn't be single. Uh, Daichi. But that's true. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, Daichi. This, this he is amazing. This song is really good, and because this song came out out in October, and it didn't hit like the top ten charts. It, I think it peaked at all twelve. I thought 14. it came out in August. Did I not say August? Did I say October? You said October. I'm in August. It came out in August. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where my head's at. But yeah, so it, it came out in August, but it didn't hit top ten because I didn't know this song existed till late November. But I went back and listened to it. Man, the song is so good. I, I really wish it had hit higher. And I'm I'm wondering if it wasn't properly promoted, like like that's that's where I'm at right now because I'm like. If if Daichi is properly promoted, he always does well. So why this song didn't hit top ten, I don't know. And it is almost as good as Blizzard. And that song's that song hit what four, five, something like that. Like Blizzard mm-hmm. was insane. So so for Be Myself to be just a like a little beneath that and not chart, I I wonder if it was just poor advertising stuff like that. Because I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody knows how much I love Daichi, but it's like I didn't I didn't get a little notification on my phone like I did with LOL like hey new stuff. I would download that immediately. I didn't get that. So I remember it coming out. I just don't remember as much hype for it because I think it had a good amount of competition too. Yeah, well I mean late August is a very contested month. Yeah, I can see that. Still, great song. Now, if I could only dance like that boy, I'd, I'd be going places. And with that, let's move on to Aiko with Kabuto Mushi. I love Aiko. I love Aiko, I think too. she is freaking adorable, and I recognize her. She's such a unique and cute look that whenever she's in the whole Kohaku crowd throughout the whole night, I always could spot her. Yeah. And I was so excited she was there because I love her voice well, and I love her music. Well, I mean, they brought her up on stage later on in the evening uh, when they were doing uh, when they were doing the 22nd act. Uh, they had her come up on stage before and like they would cut over to her while the, the woman was singing her second song. And she was just in tears like you could just see her crying. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could see her in that and a couple ones. When uh, Southern All-Stars were out, she was singing along to all the songs in the little corner at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But I I love her. Southern Southern All-Stars, it it almost went X-rated, so. But um, I I will say, Aiko, you know, always does a great job when she does live. And it makes me happy seeing her again. And this is a really good song. Yeah, this song was really good because I'm not too familiar with her work. Like I said, I'm still learning this stuff. But I really, really like this song. I need to see if she's on Apple Music, which I will do after the show. I'm not going to look her up right now. But I did really, really like this song. I thought it was really good. She's got a great voice, and she's super talented. And I did not know she was that old. She does not look 43 years old at all. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't. But she... 
it she's been in the industry for a long time now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I personally love the song. I I've I've loved Aiko for a long time now, a lot, and she's she's a big pillar in the industry. So what's not to love, really? But yeah, with that, let's continue on with Seiko Matsuda. With she did a lovely lovely melody i think she did like how many songs like four, four songs four songs mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because she sung a lot of songs i think she's she she's been in the kohaku a bunch of times i want to say oh yeah i mean she's a big pillar in the industry as well she 22. was huge in the 80s mm. she, she's been in here 22 times and I, I i didn't when i was making my notes i didn't i didn't pay any attention to how long she's been doing this but I did put that her her music has 80 pop vibes, which I like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's been in industry for a long time, and I feel like she's another big pillar. And I'm really glad she was included on this because she is a she she did a great melody. So, you know, she's she is the big reason why idol music kind of took off, honestly, because of her. Yeah, she. She actually is a huge pillar of that from, for anything that was idol related, and she's actually the s- second best selling idol of all time. So. Oh wow. Well, then again, this was like back in I want to say close to ten years ago, but she was second of all time. Like Snap is ahead of her, and Snap's been in the industry for just as long, but. You know, it's good to see a lot of her old songs. I've only recognized, I think, Tengoku no Kiss. That's the only one I fairly much recognize, but everything else is kind of just a blur. Uh, Well, I'll I'll say, like, the first song was the one that really stuck out to me, not having heard any of her music. Like, that Mm. first song was the one that really just got me. I like like the beat of that, and I love the melody. Like it It had, like, just the right amount of, like, 80s vibe to it. I was like, oh, yes, this is where it's at. But yeah, continuing on, it is Kiyoshi Hikawa with Shobu no Hanamichi. Not like how many times I've said this now. We called it, Luna. We called it. Mm-hmm. We did. Because when we did the episode of just breaking down the Kohaku list, the initial list, we knew that he was going to sing the song because mm-hmm. of how many times it appeared on the Kohaku. A lot. And wasn't it reappearing in the charts, too? Yeah, yeah, it appeared in the charts like a handful of times. That's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to call out. Yeah, I mean, it was just popping up in the charts left and right, you know. So we knew this had to be the one that was going to be saying. Yeah. It's just, it just was like, oh, uh, yeah, he did sing it when I when I first saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, this is the first time I believe that both of us actually got to hear the entire song. Because mm-hmm. we only heard snippets of it, if that. And the song itself was okay. I wasn't super crazy about it, but it wasn't bad. But yeah, the flags were cool. What, the, what that? Let's move on to the another special guest that we had was Shino Ringo and Miyamoto Hiroji called the Narrow Way. Is, is so, it narrow? Is it though? So, I'm gonna get to you in a second. Hold on. <laughs> I want to hear Luna's Luna's thoughts of this song first. So I didn't really care for this one, actually. Oh, 
I just, <laughs> I don't think I cared for Miyamoto Hidoji's part, and I think that's what did it for me. Oh, no, t- totally. Because because I, I told I told you guys off airs. This is for the listeners. Like this is the one song I did not like from beginning to end, and it's solely him. And it, I I know that like she does to do experimental things. I applaud I applaud her. Keep doing experimental things, but man, oh god. And I was looking forward to it too because I love Sheena Ringo, so I was a little disappointed, but. It, it just wasn't what I expected. Well, I don't know what I expected, but yeah. But also, it felt like she barely sung any of the song. It felt like he he was mostly singing, and there were some duetic parts that they did. But man, did he overpower! It's like I I don't even know if I. And I think that's what did it for me was because you know he took over so much of that that you didn't hear much Sheena Ringo, which is what I wanted. Yeah. So I had a lot of disappointment and mixed feelings about this song. I just it it just wasn't my cup of tea. Like if she wants to do I don't more know, Ken, songs, what did you think of this? No, no, continue your thought, Gray. Okay, yeah, all I just wanted to say, and I'll be done, is if she wants to continue to do more songs like this, that's fine. And because I do like that she experiments and that she likes to do other things, I genuinely do. It's just this this it didn't land and. Like, he really takes away from this performance, in my opinion. But that's all I have to say. Hold on. I'm trying to look up something. That's why I'm not really talking. Oh, I can say a few more things. Because for me, like, I felt like so, like if you look at it like if you look at the songs like levels of energy the song is at a 70 i would say somewhere about there it still has like that really smooth cool nightclub feeling but and it's like i like the look of the performance you know yeah. i thought it was cool but i just didn't that was the only thing yeah. for me i i guess i had yeah. my half and halves yeah. on it but i mean well but his energy level was 105 like he's running around all over the place like and his vote his vocals are all over the place too like they don't they barely even fit and match the song so it's just it just it like i said it's just for me it's i really it's one of those songs i really wanted to love because i even i even like the music to the song i love Mm -hmm. the the, i love that lounge dance club feel that Shinoringo has like that that's what makes her so great i love that style of music but man i was like i was like do you do you know what style of song you're singing because you're singing one style of song everybody else is doing a different style of song and man do they clash pretty hard too i i he he I wouldn't say he single-handedly ruined this performance, but he pretty he really closely single-handedly ruins this performance. It's again, and it's not it's not a knock on the singer per se. Guys more talented than than I am by all means, but for this one performance, I, it just does not match. <sighs> I really don't want to do this. <laughs> It's 
this song's alright. Personally, I like it. <laughs> Honestly, I really liked it. Because it was so different. And because Shinring always does this. Always. She always, always does this. So I'm not really too surprised all too much. And having the guests come in, that's fine by me. And it acts, acts like a different flavor for the song. And it's the only yeah. reason why I liked it. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it's okay for you to like tr- it. That's tr- fine. Trust, trust me, you guys aren't minority about this. Actually, it's only me and our other writer that are the minority on this. Because everyone doesn't like the song. No one really likes this song. But, you know, Shinoringo's lately with her songs, it has been hit or misses. The album that she made that came out, it technically bombed. The one that came out early last year? Yeah. Technically bombed. It didn't do well, compare, all comparingly. Not not the tribute album. Yeah. Not the tribute album. It The tribute album actually did really well, surprisingly. Yeah. But continuing on, it is Yumi Matsutoya. What Watashi ga ski na Yuming no Kohaku special. And Yuming, she is a pillar industry industry. She just reached what was it? Forty years? Forty years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forty years. And at like that album did gangbusters right if i remember correctly oh my god yeah it was number one for a while and it stayed on the charts for a good while i mean it hung in the top 10 for weeks maybe a month not only did the 40 album the 30 album also came back up right like one of the weeks yeah it did i remember it ended up jumping back to the top 10 so to show that this this lady does not have pull is the understatement Mm-hmm. Now I remember her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember her 40 album now. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to forget because I had like 80 songs on it or something like that. It was like a four-disc oh, yeah. set. <laughs> yep, uh, it was so, a so huge like the greatest, set. It's, so it's kind of similar to Inflow's Greatest Hits. Is that what you're saying? Their anthology? But it's actual, it's actual songs, though. Inflow's Universe album had bits and pieces occasionally. Yeah. So, it's it's just funny. But, you know, Yuming has been in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's good to see her. And if this is her final year to say bow out, yeah, that's, that's all right for me. Mm-hmm. Because she, you know, she really showed in that. And you could tell the impact she's had on a lot of the other singers at the Kohaku. Like Grace said before, you could see Aiko in tears, you know, because she was so moved. Yeah. So you can see, you know, 40 years. Imagine all her fans that she's impacted as well and still impacts today. Well, and so Hikoki it, Guma, which was the first song she did, because she did a medley. But Hikoki Guma is the only song I'm honestly familiar with. Is a really sad song. <laughs> Like that's mm-hmm. like normally that song almost moves me to tears. So, I I mean I don't blame her for being in tears at, at the live performance. Like that, that I mean that would be a moving mm-hmm. moment no matter what. So, yeah, it is it's crazy. But I mean she did a stellar job, and I mean she's still got a lot of life in her and a lot of energy, and she really shows that in the last song, which was awesome. I, mm-hmm. I loved her involvement mm-hmm. in the last song, which we'll get to. 
But yes, but yeah, no, she she really knocked it out of the park. Like I said, I love Hikoki Gumo. That's one of my favorite songs because uh, I'm a huge Hayao Miyazaki fan. And that for the people who don't know, Hikoki Gumo was the main theme for The Wind Rises, which is the last Hayao Miyazaki movie. But we probably should get back on track yeah, and should. start going to the next one, which is somewhat anime related, if I'm correct. Yeah, is it? somewhat. I wouldn't know. It, uh, it is Hoshino Gen. It is idea, and Hoshino Gen. If I'm correct, wasn't this used for Doraemon? No. Um, hold on. Let me let me try to look it up real fast. He did a song called Doraemon, but I don't know if Ideal. I th- no. I think you're right. I think Ideal was used for it. Hold on. That was a cute song. It, it would fit Doraemon. And I would say this song was so good. And I do remember when it came out because I really, it did take me by surprise that I really liked it. I, but seeing it live, it made me love Hoshino again even more. It was a great performance by him. And I more than loved this. I was, I was falling head over for heels to this one. This was really good. Oh, I'll say, I kind of thought it was a little funny. Uh, at the end, because because at the end of it, he's he like throughout his performance, like he's going around playing like various instruments, and then at the end of it, like he's supposed to whack this gong and it make like this huge resonant sound, and it, it was kind of funny because like mm-hmm. when he whacks the gong, you can barely hear it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, he needed to hit that just a smidge harder, and he it, and like he 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 just kind of started laughing, so I was like, oh, I can see why people love you. You, you, oh yeah, yeah, he he seems like such a fun person, and I think that's why I really you know. And then this song really stuck because it stuck out to me, and this is this was the first song I actually heard by him. But I loved it. Uh, I don't I don't know if this is on an anime or not, Ken. It yeah, it, it only hit it, it only hit eleven. It just came out in December too. Yeah, it was maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know why I was thinking that, but although it outsold Doraemon digitally. Yeah. Well, because there was a lot of hype for this song cuz digital on the YouTube, I think it won like some type of an award or something. Mhm. Um let me try look it up real fast here. Yeah, no. It uh, uh, apparently it went platinum. It sold 412,000 digital units. Yeah, that sounds about right. It it won best best art direction for a video so there's yeah. that <laughs> you want it for the mtv movie awards yeah, oh cool. is that still a thing in japan yeah yes oh, i know it's still it's a thing a, in america but i always forget <laughs> i always forget so it. oh thing. yeah japan has one because i used to watch it years ago and i know they still do it i just don't have the capability of watching it like i used to we should start covering that then because that'd be interesting uh, <laughs> um, I guess it wouldn't be with that with that uh that response. Unless you're gonna edit all that. <laughs> it can't be any longer than the Kohaku. Well, not only that, it's because um it's an award show, so award shows I feel like would be way harder to cover because yeah. we might have commentary if something we don't like didn't win. Yeah. Uh, and we can go on That's a two-hour rant about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, easily. And their outfits, too, because if it's, you know... Yeah, Calvin. The music awards. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, if it's a song you're super familiar with, and the routine is not doing anything crazy, you gotta talk about something, and hence the clothing. Or if it's just super flashy and it needs to be talked about. Yeah. Well, you want people's choice too. Well, anyway. He's, like, yeah, he seems I mean, like a super charismatic guy. Yeah, he is. He, I'd buy him a drink. He, he 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 cross dresses so. <laughs> oh, I know that skit earlier we didn't talk about when he cross dressed, but oh, that skit made me laugh so hard. I was just deeply And that's confused. when I'm like, oh, it's Hoshino again. He's hilarious. I and then when just, I saw him sing later, I'm like, ooh, I love him even more now. I, I was just deeply confused because because uh, like everybody besides Daichi Miura and the the band in the background were all cross dressers, and I was like, wait a second, what's going on here? Well, that's, I, uh, I could tell the, it was a, sc- a comedy skit, but I, I was just more confused than anything else. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he, he's he been doing that for a while now. I think he's been doing that for at least beginning, I want to say, since he started doing that. But eh. he, he's been in that role for a long time. That's what I usually remember. But yeah, continuing on is actually a surprise entry. It is Kenshi Yunezu. So there... This was very surprising. I don't because know. This, this song blew up digitally in a huge way. I, I wasn't but, too surprised. But, yeah, so, I mean, and you looked, if you saw his video, his video was extravagant. <laughs> well, oh yeah, they had, like, 1.5 million candles lit in that thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I actually really love Lemon now. I didn't like it when I first heard the song, and I love it now. It, it's one of those and, songs that it really does have to grow on you, I think. And Yes. Like Lemon does. And I love that even though it wasn't live, it was such a great video performance. Oh, my God. Yeah, because he wasn't added on to about a week and a half before the Kohaku. Wow. That's pretty short that, notice, too. That is too. tight. That is very tight. So... Like, 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 literally, like a lot of them, like Yuzu wasn't on there, but somehow they fit him on too. Like there, there was a couple of things that I was very surprised that they just wasn't on the initial list, but somehow they crammed in, but like other places where they just took film. So Mm -hmm. I, I forgot to totally mention this. You know, I really do love the song. I love the performance. Everything was really good. That is a fire hazard if I've never seen one before, though. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, it was Lord. absolutely beautiful, but man, if one of those candles fell, like if that dancer doing all those crazy moves accidentally hit one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, like, boy's right. I, I've never seen that many lit candles in one place before. Imagine blowing all those out later. <laughs> just just put out this the sprinkler alarm. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. what they'd have to do, I would imagine. But yeah, continuing on, it's Misaya with Aino Katachi. And of course they had to bring her. Of course. Mm-hmm. And her performance is really good. I mean, you really hear her powerful vocals, especially in the second song, because I felt like it was more of a melody than just i know katachi yeah no it was two songs because because the first song didn't have like the horn accompaniment to it and then like the second song did have like trumpets and stuff like that so you yeah so so. so, and and also one was slower than the other because the second song was super upbeat but they were both Mm -hmm. great they were both really good songs i really liked like the violins and the cellos in the background that really gave it 
a unique sound to it because it's something you don't hear too often nowadays and when it does come along you just kind of take notice so i really liked it oh i yeah yeah i agree and i loved her hairstyle because she really went with that kind of unique look that fits her voice too so it kind of captured her whole persona in that performance and her whole you know her whole persona of style let's put it that way of style of music yeah very soulful soulful i have nothing to say about her hair or her outfit just as a heads up <laughs> I, I i i have exhausted i have exhausted the acts that i want to talk about their wardrobe so do not worry <laughs> so i i i did have a qu- a question i'm like were you disappointed luna that the that she didn't sing everything I love that song, but I'm glad she didn't because it's so oversang at this point because she sings it at almost every, yeah, you know, it's her yeah. biggest it, song. It's her biggest song, like literally. So I'm glad she went with two songs that are different. And mm. I really love both of them. And I like that she did I Know Katachi because mm. that was one of her newer ones. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm, and, I'm happy about that too, but you know, this is like, they're, they're trying to make it a point that, oh, this is the Heisei, like, pin yeah mm-hmm. and one bigger song from her from the heisei era was this would be everything. everything it would be everything yeah i'm kind of surprised she didn't include a little bit of that but it's like i'm disappointed but i'm not yeah, yeah it's it's a nice fresh a uh, breath of fresh breath air, of fresh air so to speak yeah i i just wanted to poke your brain about that because i was like mm, i'm kind of disappointed but i'm kind of not too yeah, that was my feelings because when I I really thought she was going to sing everything because I didn't look at the set list beforehand of what they sang. I wanted to be surprised as I watched it. So I, I was a little disappointed, but I liked that she changed it up. But yeah, with that, let's move on to Yuzu with Uta no Yell. I'm not really surprised that they somehow were able to get on because this album did really, really well, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yes, and Yuzu, I feel like, is another duo that is has been, vi- you know, done very, very well in the music industry. Mm. Yeah, kind of have that resurgence, so to speak. It's also kind of refreshing too. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice the style change in subtitles for this song? Yes, I did. It looked like it was handwritten. Exactly, it had like a handwritten mm. feel or motif to it, which I thought was kind of cool. I know that's something only. We, like a, it's you're it's home funny that they did that for this particular group because, you know, like that kind of handwritten style is mostly used for like indie bands. That kind of subtitles anyway. Yeah. So it's it, it's interesting that they did it for them particularly, maybe because they just had the setup that they had because it was just like it's a it's a light band with them just strumming away with guitars. Mm hmm. Yeah, but I will say the song was really good. Now, I, my favorite part of the song was actually when um, both of them kind of went off mic and they kind of met in the middle and they stopped playing their instruments and they started singing a cappella because that really got the crowd into it. And that was one of the coolest moments was when they did that. That was one of my favorites as well. I actually made a note out of that because I love that they did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's one of the moments that's really hard to forget. But yeah, man, that that was so definitely. cool. Definitely, definitely. 
you know it's it's good to see their resurgence come back because they they've been they've been at it for a while too and it's it's always good but yeah continuing on from yuzu it is ishikawa sayuri with um amagi goe featuring another another lovely guitarist <laughs> mm-hmm. this guy made the, the guitarist made this song for me yeah definitely like, like this oh this yeah I, amazing i want to say the guitarist and i love that they had the traditional instruments as well such as the shamisen yeah just yeah the mixture was yes amazing. it was such a good mixture and it really made their performance stand out with all the instruments they had in there yeah yeah it de- definitely gave it a different feel but uh, again i'll say like of all the people like he looked like he was having the most fun and that's why i loved him so much it's like you're having a blast and, and that that's when when i'm watching a live performance like that's what's most important is that the performer is having fun too because i mean if they're miserable on stage and you know you're going to be miserable with the audience so you know the i mean he really leans into it and just like it just goes full hog and it's so cool to watch and for those of you who would like to know who the guitarist is, it is Tomoyasu Hote. I always keep reading that as hotel. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, continuing on, it is finally Arashi with their Kohaku melody. What songs did they sing? They sang Kimi no Uta, which is their biggest song for this past year. And Happiness, which is good because that's probably one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I loved happiness. It, I mean, I really liked the other one from this year. Kimi no Uta. Kimi no, Kimi Uta. no Uta. Sorry, I don't know why. I just, your song. My brain Your fried. song. But I love. Your song, Luna. Yes. Your song. But I loved happiness so much. And seeing them all perform together always makes me happy. I don't know. I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit, Luna. Because not only was the first, the second song absolutely amazing, but I would say both songs were stunning and really well delivered. The choreography was a little simple, but man, it, it was it was so perfect. It was what it needed to be, and it conveyed what they wanted to do. I loved this the choreography that they had for it, and their mm-hmm. vocals harmonizing were just stunning amazing and then you get to happiness and like the whole room just explodes like honestly the fact that there was an act after the song it that they had a tough job to to overcome because happiness almost stole the entire show well you oh yeah it's i i agree like happiness was freaking amazing and just you know, and Kimi no Uta was really good because of their harmonies, and I felt, you know, their harmonies, and it led up to how good happiness was, and how they were everywhere, and all the crowd, they got everyone going, including all the participants in yeah. the Kohaku, which made it amazing, and everyone was singing along with them and dancing, and they, they had, it was, yeah, they, they have an impact, and you can tell they have had a huge impact on a Japanese music industry, and seeing how everyone got into it just showcases that and oh, how yeah. wonderful they are and you know there's a reason for that too happiness is probably their most popular song it's their number one song like popularity wise you, you go all over the place just the karaoke it's their number one song all the time because just how 
energetic and just how it, it uplifts people. It's so, so good. Do you think they, they only did the song Happiness because it's the end of the Heisei era? Not only that, but it's, I guess it's to dovetail their 20th year also. Oh, yeah, that, that is around the corner. But, yeah. Continuing on to our final act here, and it is Southern All-Stars, which is very, very interesting because it's been, oh, goodness, a good long while since Southern All-Stars has been, been on. Well, you wouldn't know because they were on the stage for over 10 minutes. Well, that was a long, because when I was watching it, like I, there was like there was like twelve, thirteen minutes left of the show, and and Arashi had let one off. I was like, so what? Like I know like they have one more act, but it's not going to eat up the rest of the runtime. No, it, it it does for the most part. <laughs> like there's a well, they're a big pillar too. I mean, Southern All Stars has been around for so long, and it they're this was a really interesting performance, and it was pretty awesome i mean you know we talked about how happiness got the whole how how it got everybody involved this got everybody involved times 10 like the audience was in oh my god yes and that's why it stood out i mean they they went all out at the end and they did it very well oh yeah no like like i said like having like it, it was really hard to outdo like what happiness did and man they 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 did it like by all means they 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 really succeeded this was an amazing performance and the the energy the lead singer has like you wouldn't guess he's as old as he is i'm i have no idea how old he is but he looks like an older gentleman but you wouldn't know by just looking at it on the stage he had energy and yeah, everybody got involved, including uh, Yumi uh, Matsutoya. And I, I loved it at the end when they were doing a little bumping. And yeah, I got a, I got a good laugh out of that. Oh, yeah, I loved how everyone was involved. And that was just such a neat spectacle seeing the crowd. And again, all the participants of the Kohaku singing along with them. And I like also the, the little bubbles at the bottom and see everyone's reactions, yeah. you know, and Aiko is just all happy and, you know, singing. And then the only one you see in the bubble who is not doing anything is Yoshiki. Just see him staring, no smile or anything. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, he's not amused. I missed that. <laughs> but I'm not that surprised. Was either, or was that during... Was that during Odyssey or Southern All-Stars? Because I know they had the little bubbles going on so you could see everyone's interactions. But I do remember, like, Aiko and hers because hers had the most expressionist. And they showed some of the other, you know, they I love seeing people's expressions. But I just love seeing the involvement in everyone. And this was a great way to end the show. Yeah. They killed it. Yeah. Um, Ken, did you have anything else you wanted to say about that? Or... I mean, with Southern All Stars, they are—they've been a pillar in such a long time. And you know, if you don't know who Southern All Stars is, that—that's a problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> this was my introduction to them. I had never heard of them. Hey, do you listen to the podcast? I swear to God, we talked about them. <laughs> Pro- probably. I think we've talked about them a couple times, mm-hmm. but. I don't think they have yeah, anything not, I, I, not, not in, in in tandem. I believe I believe I did 
a news article like a long time ago about them coming back because they took a big hiatus. Oh yeah, and they've been around for so long. And I remember when I first got started into J-pop, I remember hearing them, and I I love some of their music. They got some really good songs. And they're very easy to karaoke too, or karaoke too. Uh, yeah, and go ahead. I was gonna say, well, like their last, the last single they had was uh, it came out in 2014, and their last album came out in 2015. But yeah, I mean, with that, let's 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 judge it on a whole. How would you feel about it this year compared to last year? I want to hear your thoughts, Greg, because now that you're a little bit more exposed compared to when we when had first in last year. Yeah, when I didn't know anybody that was doing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I, it was. It was interesting. I, I was there was some acts I was really, really looking forward to, and I, I will say, by and large, this was a good year. Like this is a really good show. It, it was a lot of fun. I mean, seeing you know Da Pump up there was amazing, and you know, seeing songs that I normally don't listen to, like, you know, something like Yoshiki featuring Hi for Red Swan. That's something I normally don't listen to, but I do like that song. So it was really nice to kind of get that. And I mean, you got some, some weird things in there, like Voltage that just like, eh, yeah, it's okay. But no, I mean, like I said, there was like, you know, there was 49 acts. There was only one act I didn't like at all. Other than that, I mean, it was a solid show. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with it. And, um, no, I had a blast. This was a lot of fun doing this. I'm glad that we do this every year. It it's uh it's just a good eye into the industry and really what's popular in Japan and what's expected. And no, I, this was a lot of fun. And you know, I'm looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to seeing you know, you know, will Daichi come back? You know, he's done two years in a row, but. You know, he may not be back next year. So it's interesting to see because not all of these are solid locks for next year, even though they're super popular and really amazingly talented. And um, it'll be interesting to see. Very interesting to see what happens next year. And Luna, what did you feel about this year compared to last year's one? I feel like I need to go back and rewatch last year. <laughs> I thought about that. I really that. do, because it's been a while, and I really enjoyed this year. I en- enjoyed the lineup, but it also makes me, not only just last year I want to rewatch, I would like to watch some of the previous years. I do know, like you said, this was Daichi's second year. I know uh, Nishino Kana was on it last year, and I know Lil Glee Monster was on it last mm-hmm. year, if I'm correct. Yep, they did. Um, you know, so they did Suki, Suki uh, Nanda. Suki I love you. Sukida. Yeah, Sukida. But I really, I do remember the Twice performance from last year, but there's a lot of other ones. I don't remember a lot of the Enka stuff, and I would really like to revisit it and see what I think. But I do think this year was really, really good, and I look forward to next year, and I also look forward to maybe eventually starting to go backwards and watch previous years. Do you want to go back and watch all other 68? Maybe not that many, but we, a good we, chunk of we them. We physically won't be able to. <laughs> not, That's true. Nonsense. We're, 
But I'd like to watch as many machine. as I would what be able to. Your life? Just break out the time machine and just go back in and time. not not cover them, but just me personally, I would like to go back and a lot of, and watch a lot of other years and see what artists chose and how they grew as an artist and compare it. So. Well, it'll also be cool to see how the show has evolved over the years and changed mm-hmm. because I, I, the show that we watched this year was a little it different. Changed ten show. years ago. <laughs> it probably changed ten years ago with the the inclusion of AKB then because. It's it was interesting to see what they did beforehand and what they did after idols were f- formally introduced into the Kohaku. So So yeah, that's something I would be very intrigued in seeing and just seeing how it's changed over time, but I'm really excited we do these because we can, you know, watching them gives us a good chance to really see the diversity and what's popular over there you know i like seeing the crowd's reactions and i also love seeing all the participants together under one roof and them interacting yeah and something you don't see very often in industry among everyone is different labels well and even though they're competing there is a competition going on it's all playful fun i mean they're all there to have a good time this isn't like like you know it's a oh you get this award or what no i mean like they're all there they're having a good time they're ringing in the new year and they're celebrating i mean like when you see every time you like you saw like daichi miura from the comedy skit that he was in to his own stage performance to his involvement in the last song like the man had a smile across his face as from Mm -hmm. from ear to ear literally the entire time and you it like outside of apparently yoshiki Everyone was like that. Yeah, Kana was probably a little tired, but other than that, like everybody was having a ball, and it just goes to show that you know they're there for fun. And again, that's why that's why I like these performances because like you know that's what I like to see. I like to see the artists have fun. I like to see Mm -hmm. them enjoy their craft and what they do. And I always hate it when it's like. You know they're out there and it's begrudging and uh, no no let them go out there and have fun and that this is what they do and yeah I mean, they put on a spectacle I mean I mean they had some really quirky you know like and I know there's a huge timing that they have to hit like that show is incredibly well timed and uh, I will say the segment where the TV guy was super large creeped me out. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, other than, yeah, no, this this year was awesome and makes you excited for, because next year is going to be, it's going to be a new era. Well, it's going to be the new era. It's going to be the 70th. And Olympics. It, it's going to be a new era. It's going to be the 70th program and it's going to be the Olympics. So next year is going to be huge. Five hours. Good. <laughs> No, well, I mean, last year's was four and a half hours. This one was four and a half hours. I think it'll. I think they're going to keep the time, but uh, you're going to see a lot more glitter. You're going to see a lot more confetti and a lot more explosions. No one gets a pee break. Five hours. I want to thank you guys once again for listening to our very extra long episode. We've been doing a lot of those lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to thank you guys very very much you can find us at all the lovely little things at twitter and instagram at ongakudu you can find us at our site ongakudu you can find out find our affiliates koryu hunter he is a japanese twitch streamer and our personal mailbox you can find him at twitch.tv slash koryu hunter k-y-o-r-y-u h-u-n-t-e-r 
You can also find TimberTaff. He's another affiliate of ours. He does Twitch streaming and a singer in his own right. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And if you want to listen to me rant about games, you can listen to me on Podosaurus. It is pretty much like Ongakuryu with a lot more off-the-rails talk and about video games. <laughs> well, most, mostly off the rails. We've been it's been only me and uh Kyo the last two episodes. <laughs> is Tim going to be on today? Tim is supposed to be on today. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. It's no it idea. Felt, it felt it's felt like it's been over a month since you guys last recorded, so Yeah, it's 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 like that. Cuz he he went back back home for Crimbus, that's why. Yeah. So he was yeah. gone for 3 weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks pretty much. I got to see him for Crimbus. <laughs> but yeah, you can also find me on Twitter, OTYKen1. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me at Twitter at LunaMaria87. I don't tweet often, but if I do, you can check me out on there. Or you can check out my Instagram where I post about all the movies I'm watching and some J-pop. At Nerdy Collector Luna. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me at Ongaku Gray at Twitter. I just post random things, what I'm listening to. Lately, I've, <laughs> lately I, I have had like the regret because I rediscovered Bish's Life is Beautiful, and I love that song. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I refuse to watch the music video because I remember that being super depressing. But I yeah, have that yeah, song on that <laughs> I have that song on repeat because the song's amazing, and I was like, "Why did I forget about this song?" Not only would it have been video. in my top, not only would have would I have mentioned it last episode, it would have been on my top ten. So I'm a, I'm regretting that a little bit, but you know that's fine. So yeah, I've been really enjoying that, and uh, I'm gonna start listening to uh, Kana Nishina soon, and the plan is as I listen to it to uh, update you guys on my thoughts, feelings, and, uh, you know, try to do like a live sort of thing. And the only thing is like, I usually listen to this kind of stuff when I'm at work and I can't always have my hands on my phone while I'm listening to this stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But other than that, that's where you can find me. And I really want to, I really want to hear your reaction i really want you to go cor- uh, discography wise forward i don't want you to go backwards because i want to see how you feel about her style change okay, so i do too i'm very curious about that i i mean to be fair i rarely notice style changes i mean they got to be pretty drastic i barely noticed ayumi's i mean for being honest but uh, <laughs> yeah, but Nishino Kana is a way more distinct change than Ayumi, in my opinion. Oh, no, that's fine. It it fe- well, but but I'm curious to see if you notice. Yeah, it. no, I, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, right now I only have her her latest best of collection. I've already listened to. In that, you can't notice it. Yeah. You got to go way farther back. <laughs> well, I I did like Pa. Like that was a really good song. <laughs> It was good. Though. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like I listened to the first three songs on the Mint album. That's literally all I've heard so far. So it's like I'm just getting started. But <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm also a very impatient person, so my, we'll we'll see what happens. Like that, that's one, that's one of my great character flaws is I have the patience of a tick. I, I was like, 
like, eh, do, do I really want to wait and listen to her first stuff? I mean, I've got her old stuff. I got her her most recent stuff right here, and that's is way easier. So we'll see. We will we will certainly see. But I'm excited. Uh, I don't know if we've announced. Do we want to go ahead and announce who we're doing our next R spotlight on? Since we kind of alluded to it earlier. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so yeah, dude. So originally we were planning on doing Arashi in celebration of their 20th anniversary, and we're still planning on doing that. But in light of recent news and the sudden change that that is uh, Kana Nishino's hiatus, we decided it's going to be best to do her instead. So we're we're doing a little pivot, and we will. I think we're still shooting for March, so be on the lookout. I I'm going to go ahead and get started. That way I'm not cramming like 10 years worth of music in, in a month like that that's that can be very miserable sometimes so yeah if i go ahead and get started now i can like kind of just take a little bit as i go and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited i'm really looking forward to it and we will get to arashi because i was super excited to do them i was really looking forward to it but when uh kind of nishino made her announcement and the idea got thrown to do her instead of them i couldn't agree more it just seems right to just go ahead and do her so that that's the plan the current moment and we will keep you guys up to date on when that's going to happen that we will but yeah i want to thank you guys for listening to our extra long once again it's been the standard for the last three episodes <laughs> three four episodes now but i want to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of ongaku do you i'm your host ken saying thank you very much and have a great day mahalos Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. This is Luna, signing off. And this is Grace. Seeing you guys next time.